Thank you for tuning in to our Love and Marriage podcast, hosted by Pastor Dominic and Lady Leslie Ose. Join us as we unfold the mysteries behind godly relationships and marriages. Sit back, relax, and be transformed by the teaching of God's Word. And now, Pastor Dominic and Lady Leslie. Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to OKTV Love and Marriage Series 1. Yes. Welcome. God bless you for joining us. Yes. It has been a blessed yes. week. And yes. I pray that your marriage is being blessed. Yes. And also those that are not married, that you are preparing for yes. a godly marriage. Amen. 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 We thank God for bringing us all here. Amen. And I guess we will start with the prayer. Yes. You yes. want to lead us into a time of prayer? Okay. Let's pray. Um, let's pray. Let's go before the Lord. Father, yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We thank you, we bless you for tonight again. Yes, we thank you for bringing us here mm-hmm. to learn, to study, to understand. We pray the Lord you will come in our midst and come and minister to us. Yes, Show Lord. us what we to do in our marriages and, and fix all the problems that we have in our marriages. Yes, uh, we pray for revelation, we pray for insight. We ask the Lord there will be no distraction tonight. Yes, Lord. We cancel the plans of the enemy. Yes, Lord. We pray that the, the streaming, everything will be done perfectly. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. We bind every activity of the enemy. Amen. Concerning this program, any yes, retaliation yes, of the devil, we come against it. Yes, in Lord. Jesus' precious name. We pray that today's session will be amazing. Holy Amen. Spirit, speak to us. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So today... Um, our topic was Ask God Go, a.k.a. Google, because we got our shirts, and the shirt says what? I don't need, <laughs> I don't need Google. My wife knows everything. All right? <laughs> and so, I have the husband one. Videos. It says I don't, know, I don't need Google mm-hmm. because my husband knows everything, Good. which is true. Amen to that. Yes. And so if you guys don't know, we do have a t-shirt company where we have a lot of our KFT colloquialisms on there. And we'll be launching it by Wednesday, um, kftchurch.com. And so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, There's good stuff on there. So make sure you go and get your t-shirts. And also we have the bracelets. Yes. The The bracelet has the God's name on it. Yes. We have different God's name. Uh, Jehovah, Adonai, Yahweh, uh, Nisi, all those names of God are also on the bracelet. And I think it's available right now, I believe. Yes, they're available now, kftchurch.com. So today, what are we doing? Today is questioning. Yay. Uh, That's what we have. God go. Amen. Yes. And so with the fact that, you know, Google, we can search Google for everything. Yes. You can ask God for everything. Amen. Yes. Yes. And so, so. Go ahead. No, you want to get into it? No, I mean, you have, we have a few questions that were sent to us, right? A few, a lot of a lot questions. Of questions yeah. <laughs> we have a whole lot of questions. <laughs> and so what will be happening is that, you know, some of the questions we won't answer because season two, we will be answering them. This will be a continuous thing. We realize that um, 
the topic of love and marriage is never ending mm-hmm. and there's a plethora of topics. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we explore all topics and we can't do that in just four days. And so moving forward, um, I believe we'll release the dates for season two mm-hmm. of this. And then also OKTV okay in general, again, if you'd like to sponsor or advertise, um, make sure uh, you email info at KFT Church. Uh, what what's gonna happen is we're gonna have this on a more constant basis, and we'll talk about you know prevalent topics, godly topics. We'll do a lot of Bible topics as well too. Um, basically, we're just trying to bridge the gap, this generation and the Christ in us. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So it'll be a good time. I mean, after this week, we will ha- we will come back again soon. Soon. And so just look out for us. Yes. Amen. 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 So we go over a few of the questions. Uh, I pray that what we've been talking about has been a blessing yes. to you and your family, those that are watching with your family. Um, and also, if you are preparing for marriage, I think this, this is a time for you to really pay very good attention. Go mm-hmm. back to some of the, the ones that we did on Monday and then a few days after. Uh, make sure you go and wa- rewatch those things. Take some notes yes. so that when you get in, you don't fail. Amen. Amen. So be a good, good student and prepare yourself very well with this knowledge that is being shared here. Amen. 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 So question number one, how do you prevent your desire for marriage from becoming an obsession? Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Good question. How do you prevent your desire of marriage from becoming obsession? Yes. Um, I think, you know, uh, with such a question, that means your heart needs to be checked. Um, why are you seeking marriage? Mm. And so, first of all, you have to understand why God created marriage. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that God is the one that gives marriage. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not by, it's not by chance that people just get up and they are married. God literally or, or, orchestrates good marriage, especially mm-hmm. godly marriages. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're a Christian, you need, to, you need to believe God for your own. Mm-hmm. Instead of being obsessed with somebody's marriage or obsessed with marriage in general, just believe God to... To give your own. Mm-hmm. And so you just focus on, on having a great relationship with God and loving on God mm-hmm. and believe that one day the Lord will come through for you. Mm-hmm. But don't be obsessed with it. Because when you are obsessed, that means that you 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 do everything and anything to get it. Mm. And that is how some people settle with people that they are not supposed to marry to because they were so obsessed with marriage. Mm-hmm. So anyone that showed up, they said yes to. Mm-hmm. Trust God for your marriage. Trust God to be the one to, to give you a good marriage. The mm-hmm. uh, Bible said that time and it chance will happen. happen. That means that God will give everybody the opportunity mm-hmm. as long as there's, you are prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And so make sure that you, know, you are focusing on God rather than the marriage because when you are good with God, God will give you whatever you want. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added onto you. Yes, 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 it's true. And um, I realize that some people are just in love with love. Mm. They just love love. And so that's why they rush into it. They obsess over Mm. it because they don't really have an understanding like you're saying. There's not a true understanding of exactly what love is. Mm -hmm. And so they just become in love with love. And then that's mostly most women and even men sometimes. Some of them are just in love with love. They they don't know why. They just love it. They just need someone because they they haven't learned how to be by themselves. Mm. And then two, for many people, they just like 
One thing I always tell pastor, anytime we get a situation where, you know, there's a relationship issue or somebody's going from girl to girl, man to man, I say, I want us to see the pattern of at least men or women that they date. Mm -hmm. And what we'll realize most of the time is there's no consistency. That means you just like. That means you are lonely with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not happy with yourself. And so it has become an obsession to be with someone. Companion is something that we all long for. Companionship is something that we all long for. But I believe that as children of God, much like Ruth, while she was doing her work, that's when Boaz came along. And so most of the time when you are focused in the kingdom, doing what you have to do, preparing yourself accordingly, you'll see that he'll pop up or she'll pop up. And it's good to always refocus your mind. Mm. Um, many times people don't refocus their mind. You know, it's human. It's one of the lusts of the flesh, I guess, where you think about it so much. But it's good that you, you recognize it and then say, I have to refocus my time with God. Because I'm over obsessing over it. Because there's many people who are depressed right now, all because they're like, I'm by myself. Instead of taking this time to get your food making ability right and, or something. And, and that, is a, that, that means you are making marriage an idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anytime you make marriage an idol, you mm-hmm. are actually sinning against God. Mm-hmm. So there are people that are lovers of the gift, mm-hmm. but they are not lovers of the gift giver. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. instead of you being a lover of the gift giver mm-hmm. so that he can give you the gift, mm-hmm. You are loving the gift more than him. Mm-hmm. And so we need to put things in perspective and, and know that God comes first mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. And marriage is just an add-on. Mm-hmm. All right? So you should be more obsessed with in falling in love with God. Mm-hmm. And then God can give you what you need. Whatever you need. If it's marriage, he will give it to you. Mm-hmm. If it is finances, he will give it to you. Whatever you need. As long as you put him first, be a lover of God rather than marriage. Yeah. And all things, um, he'll make everything beautiful in his time. And so I think one thing that I remember doing is I wasn't really obsessed with marriage, believe it or not. Mm. Um, I just remember getting myself together spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Mm. Emotionally, I was like, okay, what ticks me off? What angers me? I need to get it together. When someone criticizes me, how do I behave? All those things were things that I was processing in my head. And then, you know, physically, I always tell, you know, the church girls as well, too. I was losing weight, got my teeth whitened, make sure I cast the oil, my edges, make sure everything was good. So when he does come, he gets, you know, a whole package. Yeah. And God, remember, we said uh, two days ago, the Bible said the Lord withheld mm-hmm. rain on earth because mm-hmm. there was no man on earth to, to manage it. Mm-hmm. And so God will not give you anything if you are not ready mm-hmm. for it. So if you are expecting a godly marriage, prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, make sure that you are falling in love with the Lord mm-hmm. that is giving you. And believe God for that marriage. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we don't believe God for marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to want to use our own strength mm-hmm. for it. That's where, that is where the obsession comes mm-hmm. in because you are using your own strength for something. But if you trust God, mm-hmm. you will not even be hurt when somebody mm-hmm. leaves your life mm-hmm. because you know that God is the one that gives marriage. Mm-hmm. And so even when somebody, if a guy disappoints you or a girl disappoints you, you still trust God to bring you mm-hmm. what belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God will always come through for yes. you. And so, you know, um, obsession with marriage Mm -hmm. will get you in trouble. It will lead you into accepting a proposal that you should not be accepting. Mm -hmm. 
It will lead you to uh, to to propose to somebody that you should not be proposing to, mm-hmm. and so we need to be careful. And anytime we enter that realm of obsession, we are we are we are made we are making marriage Id- an idol, an and idol. It, it brings a curse on us. Amen. 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 So yeah, that's one way or a bunch of ways um, to make sure that you don't make it an idol. The second question is. A guy is interested in me, but I don't know, but I don't want a relationship yet. Do I simply pray and trust God for his will, or could it be that God is sending me someone that I am or I am ready for in his timing? Wow. A guy is interested in me, but I don't want a relationship yet. So you're not ready for a relationship. You are not ready. <laughs> and this is this is where we talk about preparation. Yes. Uh, when you prepare, mm-hmm. when the opportunity comes, you're able to take advantage mm-hmm. of it, all right? So for most of your life, you were not prepared for any mm-hmm. relationship. So now maybe this might be your husband, mm-hmm. but you will, ne- you, never, you will never know because you were not ready for him. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you let that go, who knows how long it would mm-hmm. take for another man to come into your life, mm-hmm. you know? Because the Bible says that if time and chances happen, that means at your time maybe now, mm-hmm. But because of your lack of preparation, mm-hmm. you are not ready to accept the blessing, and to receive the blessing. You, yeah. you know, that is why preparation, preparing right now is the key for if you are single. Mm-hmm. Because you never know when that opportunity will come. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right now, if, if let's say, uh, if, uh, if, if, when it comes to business, most of the time, if you, um, let's say you have an idea for business mm-hmm. and you haven't put it in the, put, put the, the um, the business plan together and all mm-hmm. that. When we meet an investor and they say, listen, I'm willing to invest, but mm-hmm. what do you have? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is your business plan? Mm-hmm. You may have the business in your head, but because you don't have it on the paper, mm-hmm. you will miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. The same thing, now the man is here, but because you are not ready, you are missing that opportunity mm-hmm. to maybe build a good relationship with this man, which can probably lead to a marriage relationship, but right now you are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, ladies, gentlemen, you got to be careful when you are free, you are being productive with yourself. Mm. Again, that's building yourself up. I cannot stress that enough. Learning how to build yourself up is extremely, extremely, extremely important because, you know, you can miss out on a good opportunity just because you weren't ready. Yeah, Yeah. preparation is the key Mm -hmm. to take advantage of the the chances and the and the, and, the, and the opportunities of God, the blessings mm-hmm. of God in general. Mm-hmm. It's like you can be called to be, let's say, a woman of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these years you stayed at Buffalo mm-hmm. actually was your preparation years. It was. Now, if you missed it and say, you know what, I'm tired of being here, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own thing, you would have been hurting now mm-hmm. that you are now you in, the, in the war zone now. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so... Um, Sometimes we, we take these things for granted. It's like when you are young and your mom is trying to get you to get to the, get in the kitchen, mm-hmm. help me, mm-hmm. uh, clean, wash dishes. Mm-hmm. These are things that you're being trained as a woman, yes. right, yes. most of the time. But if you don't do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and by God's grace, if you get married and now you have to be the one in charge of the kitchen, mm-hmm. you will struggle because you never did it. Uh, and so you'll be like the, the, the woman that took the chicken a chicken with a hair on it and put it in water and cook it like she's cooking mm-hmm. chicken soup. Because for her, she never saw it. She was never there to see it. She missed her timing. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's good to prepare 
you know, because you never know what God can bring your way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, as a young woman, most young women are prepared from the day they are born for marriage. Mm -hmm. You see that the way our mothers bring our sisters up is just a training for marriage, mm -hmm. which kind of hurt us as men because we don't get that kind of training. We are just, we just give, they give you a toy, a car toy, and you are happy. And so we, we, are, we, we are brought up just looking at toys and cars and mm -hmm. games. Uh, so by the time we get to a point where we have to get married, we are bringing harm to the woman mm -hmm. because we were never trained for never these things. But a woman like your daughter, mm -hmm. she gets up, she wants to do her hair, she wants to, she wants to cook, she'll she be cooking with them. She, <laughs> it's like she wants to do womanly yeah. stuff. She mm -hmm. wants to have a baby and breastfeed a baby. And uh, it's kind of innate because yeah. we give all of them cars and dolls and whatever. And they, it's like you choose. choose. You choose naturally, yeah. And so, yeah, these are, uh, so preparation is the key here, mm. right? Yeah. And so somebody said, Pastor and First Lady, what makes your marriage unique? How would you describe your marriage? <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> who wants to know my personal life? <laughs> I think what makes it unique out of some other marriages that we've seen mm -hmm. is our ability to work together as, mm -hmm. as a unit. Mm -hmm. I think that, that, is, that is different in most cases. Mm -hmm. uh, we basically do everything together. Um, mm -hmm. And so it helps. Uh, that is what is unique mostly mm -hmm. um, about our marriage, that we are a unit. We mm -hmm. are one. We are a team. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you see me, you see my wife. When you see her, you see me. So Girl. it's yeah. just that... Mm -hmm uniqueness about us yeah. yeah so i think what makes us unique is both of us have an understanding to that we prepared for we were very prepared and we used our experiences and histories and things that we've learned to actually make our marriage better you know how many people will see somebody going into danger and end up going into the same danger? Yeah, that was not us at all. Yeah. We made sure, and even now we still do it in our marriage. If if you know we hear somebody's marriage falling apart, if we hear of you know something going wrong, what Pastor and I do is we often evaluate ourselves in that very instant, like, babe. Do you think this can ever happen to us? Because, you know, the devil is very cunning. His his devices, they can come in any way. I and take so, it to prayer. Yeah, and so we take it to you prayer. To. Um, we talk about it. And the way that I believe God talks to us, especially me, I know the way God talks to me, is he gives me um, foresight on a lot of things. And so um, you have to know, one, how God talks to you. Many of us are bad stewards of the word, and so we don't know how God talks to us. And so we only assume it's only dreams. Mm. And even the dreams, we have no interpretation of it, and we're mm. always calling someone to interpret it. But when you know how God talks to you, I think you hear him loud and clear. The way God talks to me is he kind of taps me on my shoulder anytime I see something from afar. And he's like, take notice of this, take it into prayer, or take notice of this and don't do it. And so what happens is most of the time, if I've seen older women acting up, if I've seen first ladies acting up, I've seen this situation happen in the church, I automatically take it into prayer. 
automatically call, call my husband like, babe, I just saw this. I believe God is tapping me on the shoulder to make sure that, you know, we cancel all of these things. So I think that's what makes us unique, that mm-hmm. we're, we're very spiritual about our marriage. Mm. You know, the pictures we post, we pray over them. Um, as you notice, I don't really post my kids on my page as well as a minister. Those are things that I'm very cautious about. I will once in a while. And that is with a lot of prayer as well, too. Um, my husband and I have very, very, very good communication. And that was built over the course of time. Remember, we're five years in by the grace of God now. And that was built because, mm. yeah, we both came in swinging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that that's you hit it right. Uh, you you got it right because yeah. we came in both already prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because she, the Lord built her, built her up to a level, mm-hmm. and me as well for mm-hmm. all that I went through in life mm-hmm. and and even for ministry. So we were both kind of ready, mm-hmm. and so people mm-hmm. may think that oh. Mm-hmm. Why are we moving at a very fast pace? Mm-hmm. It's as a result that we prepared for the opportunity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So the time and chance is now happening, mm-hmm. and we are taking advantage mm-hmm. of the time and chance that has happened to us. Mm-hmm. Now, if it happened and we were not both ready for what God was doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here right now talking to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it all goes back to what we prepared for, yeah, and we never. I mean, I think God allow us to experience those things mm-hmm. for a reason. And now we are seeing the, the reason why. Yes. Um, yeah. He, he mm-hmm. hit that nail on the head. Um, another question about us again. I don't know why everyone wants to know about us. How, uh, how has pastor changed since y'all been married and vice versa? How has it been with first lady? The yeah, ways like vice versa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You go first. How have I changed? <laughs> Well, Pastor is very, very talkative now, extremely talkative. I believe that I've spiced up his life to make him a little bit more funnier, even though I'm the funny one. We all know this right now. <laughs> I don't care what KFT says. I know that I'm funny. <laughs> I think I've always been talkative. I just No, Pastor has become more talkative because he's a very reserved person in general. That's just his demeanor. Um, but he's become a little bit more talkative since we've been together. And then also, um, yeah, funnier. And I mean, over the course of the five years, I've seen him mount up as a man even more. I didn't know that was a thing. But each day I'm like, wow, babe, you led this. You you, you did this. And it's, it makes me proud to be his wife. And so it's been awesome to see him grow even spiritually, I mean, even his sermons, it gets better and better each week. It's like, whoa, I, I lay next to you and I, I don't know how you do it. Um, and, I mean, he he loves me each day more and 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 more say and more and more and more and more and more amen all right um I think for from from what I've seen with my wife I mean from the beginning to now I've seen a lot of changes especially when it comes to uh the way she used to see things mm-hmm. I think she's more she's becoming more of a motherly now mm-hmm. um and more 
understanding of She's other people. She better not come for me on live. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pastor is shady. <laughs> My husband is extremely shady. It gets more and more and more and more as well. So he's extremely shady, just so you know. Well, She's a mother try, now. He'll probably try to come for me on All the right. road. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, mean, I remember the first time... Um, I experienced that when she, she, I mean, when she thinks we're not going well, she gets very extremely quiet. And that's one of the things that I brought up when we were having our marriage counseling. And because I didn't know how to handle that. It, she just gets very, very quiet. And she wouldn't even, sometimes she would, she would even avoid you uh, when we were actually dating, uh, getting ready for marriage, not married yet. Mercy. And so, yeah, I was very worried about that. So I brought it up. And I've seen that change. I've seen that now she she likes to tell me when things are not going well, when she feels mm-hmm. some way. So it's more she's becoming more. Um, I can actually deal with that when you know, like like before, like when something is wrong with her, she would just go on her sh- in her shell for a very long time, and she will not tell you what is going on. So if you are a man in her life, you are all confused. Like, what's going on? Did I do something? What is happening? Why she's not responding? Uh, but now it's like if something is going on and I, I approach her, she now, you know, she talks Cause to me. Because my side eyes give all that you need to know. She talks to me. She's yeah. she, she able to bring out whatever it is that is going on, which is a good thing. I've seen that's, that's growth. Yes. And plus, her food keeps getting better too every year. Amen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. Wow. That your, you're your cheeks got bigger, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so something's something is right. Next question. When the wife makes more than the husband, what should we expect? Season two, we are gonna talk about demasculating the man and defeminizing the woman. But you can answer this question as well too. When the wife makes more than the husband, what should we expect in terms of finances? I think um Hmm. Uh, I think it goes back to the why you are married, right? Mm-hmm. Do you really are you gonna choose mm-hmm. marriage over money, mm-hmm. right? So that you gotta make that decision, mm-hmm. which is more important to you, mm-hmm. a man or money? Mm-hmm. Now, if the man is more important to you, then you are marrying for the right reasons, mm-hmm. all right? So then, Bible said that it's a marriage; everything is one. Mm-hmm. So if it's a godly environment, then you must be able to bring him into that ma- mm-hmm. money. You mm-hmm. must say, babe, I know you make $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. I make $50 an hour. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter who makes what. Mm-hmm. All right? Let him know that, listen, I don't, I don't mind. You be the manager of this, the money that is in the house. Mm-hmm. And so allow her, allow him to feel like he's, he's part of every money that is coming in. Mm-hmm. One of the principles that we have is that no matter who's working or who's not working, mm-hmm. any money that enter the house is for the Osei family. Mm-hmm. Whether somebody gave you a gift, mm-hmm. whether uh, whether you saw a seed in my wife's life mm-hmm. or you saw a seed in my life, when that money hit the Osei household, mm-hmm. is the family money. Mm-hmm. And so then, outside of that, when when that happened, mm-hmm. then you have the man as a manager mm-hmm. because that helps him. So, babe, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Ask those kind of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? You know, don't just get up and say, because I, I make my own money, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy my own things without mm-hmm. even consulting with you. Mm-hmm. I'll make you feel like you are nothing, mm-hmm. all right, as a man. When you do that, you are messing up. You are mm-hmm. demasculating the man. Mm-hmm. 
and also it will cause problem in your marriage. Mm -hmm. All right, so Allah bring the person in. Bible said the two shall become one. Mm -hmm. If two shall become one, then the money should be one. Mm -hmm. And so don't allow money to come between you and your and your spouse, especially if you are a woman who is making more money than the man. Mm -hmm. All right, Allah bring him in. Let him be the one in charge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember we we had a great example. Mm -hmm. Um, there was time that I worked, and then there was time that I was not working at home. Mm -hmm. My wife would come and say, babe, this is a check. Uh, deposit it. Mm -hmm. well, you know what I mean? Like, that helped me, even though I was home with that few... The way I see it is, if I can't trust my man with my money, I don't need to be with you. Yeah. That's true. I don't need to be with you. And so most of you always have these questions a lot of the time. If I can't trust you wholeheartedly with my money and I'm about to marry you or I'm married to you, then I should not be with you. Then that speaks of your heart. Maybe you are just selfish or um, he's just a really bad steward of the money. Mm. Yes. Now, in that case, if somebody's a bad steward of money, then what do we do, mm -hmm. right? If somebody, if your husband is not good with money, mm -hmm. he just buy anything, mm -hmm. uh, he's not a good manager of money, mm -hmm. then I, in that case, I think that whoever is good with money should be the mm -hmm. one to manage it. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be decisions. But it's still both people's Decisions money. Mm -hmm. should not be made by one person mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Because anytime one person make a decision, then they feel like they own the money so they can buy whatever they want. They can make any decision they want. That should never be. Yes. And so um, for the women who are highly educated and, you know, um, they make more money than their husband, at the end of the day, when you come home, you are the wife of, okay? That's submission. That's biblical submission. And so we need to learn that your education in the marital bed is a no-no. We don't care how much education you have. We do not care. I'm letting you know, no one cares. Okay. Yeah. Once you come inside, it's a different ball game. And so, if you are demasculating your husband by reminding him every five seconds that you make more than him, that you're smarter than him, that you're better than him, then you don't respect him. And a man that you don't respect, you don't need to be with. Me, there were a lot of guys that came to me, and I realized that I didn't have respect for what they did. Mm. And so, I didn't even open my heart I, and I let them know, not that I disrespected them, I just let them know that right now I choose to be by myself. Or, you know, right now I'm emotionally unavailable, I'm spiritually unavailable, and so, um, you know, bye. <laughs> and also, a man, a man who is not ready, who is not able to manage finances, mm -hmm. is not ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Because either way, it will hurt him if mm -hmm. the wife control, mm -hmm. pushing, managing everything. Mm -hmm. Your position as a man is to be the manager. Mm -hmm. You are the head and the foundation. Mm -hmm. If you can't manage, then where are we going? That mm -hmm. means you can't manage, manage me. Mm -hmm. If you can't manage me, you are not. If you cannot manage money, you cannot manage me as a wife. Mm -hmm. And so, woman, don't just accept any proposal. Mm -hmm. You gotta see the kind of person you are talking to. Mm -hmm. If he's able to manage money well, that means that he's also ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. I was listening to Pastor Rod Parsley, and he made a statement. He said that if you come to marry his wife, uh, his daughter, mm -hmm. what one of the first thing that he wants to see is your tight book. Mm -hmm. He said that any man that can steal from God. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not going to marry my daughter. Mm. He can't trust any man that can steal from God. Mm -hmm. So he wants to see if you're a tither. Mm -hmm. Anyone that tithes can manage money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because for them, they understand the principles of money. Mm -hmm. And they are, not hung, they are not money hungry. Hungry, yep. All mm -hmm. right? So for them, money does not control them. Mm -hmm. 
But anyone who doesn't tithe, that means that for them it's all about money. Mm -hmm. And they, those are the people that will end up spending more mm -hmm. and messing mm -hmm. up their families and finances. So make sure, if you're a, a young man, make sure you are learning how to manage money. That's why yesterday, one of the things I said concerning the man who is preparing for marriage mm -hmm. is a man who knows how to pay bills. Mm -hmm. Very important. If they can manage themselves in, when they are single, then they can manage the finances of yeah. the family. Mm -hmm. But if the man doesn't know how to pay bills, he's immature. Mm -hmm. You should allow him to mature first before he marries you because mm -hmm. you're going to be frustrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so ladies, if you don't respect him, fellas, if you feel that she don't respect you, mm. just part ways. Yeah. Because the minute she starts talking to you anyhow, she has no respect for you. The minute that, you know, you feel disrespected too many times, don't marry her. Yeah. And if you're already in a marriage, maybe this is the time where you sit down and have that bold conversation as mm. a man. Like, mm. listen, honey, you don't respect me. And I feel as if it's because of your education. And you open up the lines of communication with one another mm -hmm. so you can see you know, her thoughts and your thoughts, and then you guys work it out. And those of you who have not been in a relationship and you're entering it or something like that, just know that chances are, if you don't get proposed to, it's because you're disrespectful. And some of us women, you see, we were commanded to respect. As a result, it's because our mothers didn't know how to speak. And I always see mothers who don't know how to speak, and their children are the same way. They don't know how to speak. And so if you know that your mom has an issue with her mouth, you need to start checking your mouth as mm. well, too. Amen. Because she got married and maybe divorced and was able to have you, but you might not get married. So you got to get it together. Yeah, money can be the root of divorce. Mm -hmm. It will lead to that disrespect. Mm -hmm. And so make sure that money doesn't become a problem mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. your relationship. Mm -hmm. Some You may be watching right now. That's the issue that you are going through right mm -hmm. now. It's not the money that is a problem. Mm -hmm. It's the way you are, mm -hmm. you are approaching the money. That is a problem. And so women don't allow the money to make you the, the masculine your husband. Mm. The same thing, men don't allow money to come between you and your wife. Mm -hmm. You know, don't hide things because of money. Mm -hmm. Bring her in. Let her be part of what you are making. Let her feel like she's part of the family. All right? Yeah. Like I like what you said, I think yesterday or two days ago. Mm -hmm. You got to see the finances of money as, uh, uh, as a corporation. Yeah. And so you, 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 and the not an individual, not business. individual business. Mm -hmm. What corporation does is that they bring the money together, all mm -hmm. the stocks, everything comes together. Mm -hmm. And then you have the CEO and the, the financial, um, uh, CFO, whatever, and they will manage according to the priorities of the, of the company. All right. And so that is where management comes in. And so talking about finances, one of the things that we should do if you are married, to bring your money together. Mm -hmm. We should have one, one big account, mm -hmm. all right? And then on top of that, you can have maybe individual accounts where mm -hmm. you can send some few dollars in, but mm -hmm. the, most of the money should come to the main account. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. after the budget, you as a man managing, always make sure that your wife have a separate account mm -hmm. where you can give her something to take care of, some things that she wants to take care mm -hmm. of. But most of the bills should be paid out of the money that has come in, mm -hmm. whether you came in, you we brought in five dollars, or I brought in ten dollars, or fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. When the money comes to the house, it belongs to the whole household, mm -hmm. and the manager, which in this case should be the man, because women when they're pregnant, doing all that, they got so much going on. You mm -hmm. at least should be able to take that responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that you you are paying the bills where your child will sleep. Where your wife will sleep. Mm -hmm. That should always be the responsibility mm -hmm. of the man. Mm -hmm. Making sure that the car is fixed. 
making sure that the the, the, the gas, your, your wife's car have a gas in it. Mm -hmm. All these things should be the man's responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that things are being run, done well in your family. Yeah. So don't allow the woman to be doing things. She's already doing so much anyway. So we, we, must prepare, we must also help her out by leading and managing the things in the family. Amen. Yeah, I go back to the same thing. If I cannot trust you with my money, I do not need to be with you because the highest value for most people is money. They don't have many assets. Right now, most people, all they have is money. They may not have the house. They may not have a bunch of stocks somewhere. And if you do, even that, you still have to make sure you trust that person with your money. Mm. If you can trust them with your body, you should be able to trust them with your money. If you cannot trust them with your money, then you should not be with them at all. You know this whole thing with prenup is a demonic agenda to destroy marriages. I, I truly believe it because obviously, if you don't even trust me to be in your life forever, why are you marrying me? So in your mind, you already planned divorce before you engage me, right? We got to be real with this. It's a demonic agenda because you come in and you have millions of dollars and therefore this woman doesn't even worth half of it, but I, I want to sleep with her every night. Like, that, that shouldn't be. I want her to carry my children, mm -hmm. but she can't touch my money. Yeah, it doesn't I work mean, that way. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Women no. sacrifice so much yeah. for men mm -hmm. because, the, I mean, you you carrying those children for nine months, going through the pains in the labor room, and then when, we, when you have these children, you present the child to us and we put our name on that child. I mean, that is a lot of, the little bit that you can do for that woman is to at least share your money with share her. your life with him, share your money with him, with her. Yeah. You know, and so. I think it's, I believe that most of the time, especially in the Christian world, believe it or not, I've seen that it's mostly women that have the issue. Mm. Because one, they've, they've dealt with a bunch of bugaboos all their lives. So they think every man is the same, same way. way. And then two, also when they're coming in, they're coming in so highly educated mm. that they forget everything about submission. submission. As a result, you already put a wrench in your marriage mm. already. Mm. 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 And mm. so I think the topic of finances, you have to make sure, we'll talk about that season two as well too, but you have to make sure premarital counseling, and if you are currently married, you should have some type of counseling when it comes to finances if you guys are shaky on that mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. essential and then having a, a, a someone who understands money when pastor when i say pastor we have to sow x amount of money he goes sure when he says the same thing without hesitation i'm like sure because we both understand that money is a spirit Money is a spirit. There are people who are extremely greedy, mm. men and women who are greedy. And you have to understand that once you recognize that somebody's greedy, you're like, I cannot deal with you because I'm a person who gives. Mm. You got to be a sower and your partner has to be a sower as well, too. And so we got to be very, very careful. If I cannot trust you with my money, I don't need to be with you. And if he's not a giver, you know you enter, you are entering into poverty. Poverty, land. right there. He's not. He doesn't give. He doesn't pay tight. These are things. Listen, it works. The principle of finances mm -hmm. definitely works. Mm -hmm. And every blessing that we've mm -hmm. received, mm -hmm. God will always demand something. Mm -hmm. And it comes as a test to us whether mm -hmm. we, we we are being controlled by mm -hmm. money or we control the money. Mm -hmm. So sometimes He requests 
heavy amount from us. Mm-hmm. But we should be, because the, the amount of blessing that is coming is bigger than the money that mm-hmm. actually we are being tested with. Yeah. And so if you have a wife or a husband who doesn't understand this principle, mm-hmm. you'll struggle. Yeah, you will struggle. You will struggle. In yeah. the area of finances, it can easily turn left very quickly. So please make sure. In our house, what we've done since the beginning is always we've had a joint account since the very beginning. Once we started our marriage together, we both put whatever we had in one account. The Both names are on the account. And then also... Yeah, um, savings, which is where most of the money is. Yeah. We have a savings joint and a joint checking. Joint checking. Yeah. And then we have our individual accounts where we both know what's in there and everything. But the purpose of that really is I usually end up surprising him with something or he ends up surprising me. And with the joint account, we'll know exactly where it came from. So that's the purpose of that. But from my perspective, I think a woman should be able to have her own own secret. You as a man, you don't need one. Yeah. Me... Like my hi- my wife has all the the passcodes for all the accounts, and so there's nothing to hide. There's no secrets. In and the so house. you understand. So we live her, a quarantine life. She can okay. because one thing about women is they like to do their own little things. Yeah. Make her because the, the nature of a woman really is to receive. And so although we do have the major accounts, mm-hmm. you as a man need to some show your manhood as a mm-hmm. babe. I take this, go go and splurge a little mm-hmm. bit. And make it feel it's still, it's still, it makes the marriage, you know, it brings some joy into the marriage for her. That my husband is at least And I like to note this because sometimes when people are talking, you think that maybe they're old fashioned, that's why they're saying stuff. This is a highly educated man, and by the grace of God, I'm highly educated. So it's not like I'm somebody who just lays on my back and has a bunch of kids. I'm extremely educated. I was supposed to go to medical school and my dad died. Like I was able to get in. And so this is coming from educated people who still know God, who still submit to the principles of God. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I always hear is, oh, she's not in my position. Do you know the money I've made in my lifetime before? I can guarantee you that people who've been around for 50 years have not made what I've, I've ever made before. And so your little 30, 40, 70, 80, 90,000 that you're getting is not that deep. It's mm. really not that deep. And mm. I think we need to get blunt sometimes because we have women. I think there's like 50 women to every six men in college. Mm. So the ratio of educated women just keeps rising and rising and rising. And the arrogance level keeps rising and rising and rising. Mm. And that's why it's good to have representation in the kingdom of God of educated people as well, too. Because we often think that everybody who is in Christ had a dead-end job, they couldn't do nothing, and so they bank on other people's money. No, we are educated. We carry stocks. We carry wealth on our own without the church. And so when we're talking, we're talking from a place of wealth by the grace of God, not a place of poverty where we're struggling, so we're like, well, everybody got to share. No, we got it. Yeah. Okay? We, Thank you. We do. Somebody say mercy. Mercy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, yes. So the next question is when is it appropriate? This is my London voice. When is it appropriate <laughs> to involve third parties? Um, example, when conflict arises, when do you involve parents and leaders of the church? Church. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think 
This is when <laughs> people have to come in, all right? Mm-hmm. When when you know that this thing can bring divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that can lead to the destruction mm-hmm. of the marriage, mm-hmm. you need to bring it to a third person's mm-hmm. attention, especially your leaders, mm-hmm. your pastors. Very mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. You must always check with the pastor first before you even go to the parents. Mm-hmm. All right? You need that kind of third party. Mm-hmm. You cannot just sit there mm-hmm. and allow your marriage to be dissolved. Mm-hmm. Okay? If something is going on, you need to address it very fast. Mm-hmm. There must be this idea in our mind that we have a, a, a corporation called marriage. Mm-hmm. You must do everything in mm-hmm. your power to preserve that mm-hmm. corporation. Don't just um, don't just be, be just, just don't, don't just be passive when it comes mm-hmm. to your marriage. You must be very aggressive in preserving that marriage. Mm-hmm. If anyone is threatening the marriage, you mm-hmm. must address it. Mm-hmm. You have every right. If you feel like. If 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 I if I if my wife feel like I'm making her uncomfortable about somebody, she has every right. I'd be like, you're nah, all right, yeah, back up. She mm-hmm. has every right to mm-hmm. confront yeah. me about it. That's number mm-hmm. one. Now, if I'm not listening, she also have a right to mm-hmm. let the third party know mm-hmm. because that can lead to what to divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, anything that could be a threat mm-hmm. uh, to bring divorce, I think mm-hmm. you should bring. Your pastors into it. Yeah. And we'll have a truth moment here. Pastor and I have never, ever, 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 ever had anyone in our marriage by the grace of God. Because it's not ever that deep. It's really not ever that deep. Um, I can tell you how many times Pastor and I have disagreed. I always say we don't argue. There's people around all the time and they can attest that we've never argued at each other. We've never called each other stupid. We've never done none of that. And sometimes I think people want to hear those kind of stories, but we don't have those kind of stories. Um, We have stories where... um, like we really learned how to communicate before marriage and that's what you see now and that's what you're enjoying now. But there was one time that pastor had to call my mama. I was like, no, he did. That was the only time in the five years that we've been together. And that was after I had my son, Daniel, right? Don't be looking like that. That was after I had my son, Daniel. And you know, um, this this is when we, we, we're still learning. We're five years in. I know people who've been 50 years in and they're still struggling. But God has been good to us because this was literally the only time we've ever got into it. And it wasn't even into it. But I had just had Daniel. It was December 31st. We were going to church. And then I think he, no. did, <laughs> he did something to go, trigger I me. I still have to go and preach, guys. I still got to go there and smile. Y'all didn't he, know what I was going through. <laughs> He did something to trigger me. I forgot what it was. And so the whole day, I was just stone-faced the whole time. And now that I think about it, it was more so being a mother of three for the first time, being a first lady, knowing that 31st night is coming on. And that was our first or second 31st night Mm -hmm. in the new church. And it was a lot. And so the whole day, I was like stone-faced. like. And so when he said he leaving... I think I triggered. I was like, ah! I just started going off on him. And then he really 
made me upset because he was like, and I'm taking Junior and Heavenly with me. <laughs> and he dressed them up like clowns because <laughs> he, he didn't know where their clothes were. So if you guys remember that 31st night where my kids came in with different colors and different socks. She should remember. She came and got them. Yeah, different colors and different socks. That's the day I'm talking about. And so Pastor and them left. And I started packing my bags. I don't know where I was going, but I was so upset. And I told him, when you come back, me and Daniel will not be here. And he said, you going crazy. <laughs> so by the time he got downstairs, he actually called my mom. And he told my mom. And everyone that knows my mom knows that my mom is actually on my husband's side. I don't even think she considers me when it comes to this marriage she called me instantly and she was like if you don't get your butt to that church right now <laughs> and she didn't even ask me what was wrong she just said get your butt to that church and that was the night that pastor had to preach and, and wash, wash feet. feet remember that washing of feet that washing of feet so when my mom said that she shook me see you gotta have an authoritative person in your life and my mom is my spiritual mom as well too so she shook me she said you better go you better not let the enemy sit in this house don't ever think that you can stay here before first of january so uh, my mom actually got brother david to come and get me Brother David driving his car. He's like, Mercedes, why are you now coming in? And in my head, I'm like, the way out, I want to beat up your pastor. But I was obedient to the word of my mom. And I went, and I immediately went to go wash people's feet, and that was so humbling for me. And it was God talking to me. And we after the the... It got to 12 o'clock and stuff like that. He's petty. So he looked at me thinking that I was still going to be petty. And so he just looked at me to see what I was going to do. And then I came and I hugged him. And he's like, oh, she's good now. <laughs> she's good now. But that was the only time. And that's because he knew that it had gotten to that point where I probably would have booked it and left and ended up in a hotel or in Brooklyn somewhere. So he knew he had to bring my mother in. Other than that, five years, by the grace of God, that was the only climax in our marriage. Applause for that. And as a result... But I think, I think that the devil was really working that year. It was. Uh, because well, for was. me, mm -hmm. you know, in her mind, I'm mm -hmm. doing something. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there was nothing for me to hide. Mm -hmm. You know, as a man, if you feel like there's nothing to, for you to hide, you are able to call the call. pastor. yeah. You're able to call the mother mm -hmm. and say, man, this is what's happening. We don't even know mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you are doing something mm -hmm. to her, mm -hmm. then you'll be hesitant to call anybody mm -hmm. to come and get involved. Yeah. So by the time you realize, you wouldn't call anybody. And that's why the most and, men are hesitant because they're either beating yeah. or cheating. Yeah. And so by the time you realize, you know what? Your marriage is done. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you as a man, if you stand right, you can call anyone to come. Mm -hmm. Talk to both of us. You know, one thing that I said, I said, Ma, I want you to, I want to just talk to Bova. I want to know what is happening, mm -hmm. you know, in my mind. So the enemy was really working. I mean, that year, the Lord asked there was a test. I mean, that, you know, you have three children. Mm -hmm. First time, me, how to handle three because I'm used to the two. Now the third one came, so I'm like focusing on the two, left the one for her but all the time. She didn't have that break. It was just a lot going on. It was a lot. At that time. So it was just managing and then you learn from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives you a check in the spirit that mm -hmm. all these things that we are talking about mm -hmm. is really not us just going and study something and come and share. Mm -hmm. 
We actually experience these yeah. things. When we talk about tax and marriage, mm-hmm. uh, in ministry, it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still came there. Most of you didn't know what I was going through. You didn't know that my house was <laughs> attacked on fire. But I came in there with my suit, re- with my kids, ready to wash your feet. <laughs> Yeah. Really get down my knees and wash your feet at that on that day. So that is things that pastors go through that you will never know. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, mm-hmm. that is why when people are talking bad about pastors, they open themselves up for a curse because mm-hmm. you don't know the sacrifices that the people are going through every yep. day to yep. leave their families to come and minister, mm-hmm. and then you go and talk bad mm-hmm. about it. The Lord will have to deal with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. All right. And so that was the one time that we had to invite anyone into our marriage by the grace of God. You know, Pastor and I literally do everything together. And I think that moment was actually, it actually brought us closer. Because one, my mom didn't take my side. Remember yesterday I said that it's very important that your parent or your side does not take your side. Because it would have been easy for my mom to say, you know what? Yeah, get up and go. You know, go um, come to my house. My mother, if I ever tried to come to her house, she would block me and say go. Go back to wherever your husband is. Yeah. But she was wise. That's wisdom. And so mothers, make sure you don't take your son's or your daughter's side. Take their spouse's side if mm. you want to, them to be together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened with that. But after that, that's what's even more important. It caused us to sit down and really reevaluate. And we both realized that, wow, we're under a lot of pressure. This ministry is growing rapidly. Uh, So is our kids. Our children is growing rapidly. Um, We just got a new house. We're trying to get things together. It was a whole lot all in one. And by the grace of God, it has never happened again. And I knock on wood, I pray, all that, that it will never happen again. Either way, my mom is going to tell me to come back home anyway. But it was... But, it, uh, because pastoral work is heavy, man. Yeah, very heavy. Because for me, although I have family to take care of, mm-hmm. I still have a message to preach. Now, that, that year was mm-hmm. intense because mm-hmm. the new year ended on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we, I had to preach on Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday <laughs> Sunday, and Monday. So it was a lot of back work back for me. Yeah. And I have to get a message for every one of these days. And these are not small programs. These are... The last day of the month, the year, everybody's coming. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to sit there and just go and preach any nonsense. Mm-hmm. You got to prepare. Mm-hmm. In my time of preparation, I have kids that I should be taking care of because now we have three children. She can't do it all by herself. So you see the intensity in the house. Like, because then we're trying to figure out how do I even do it? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Friday I prepared. Mm-hmm. Sunday I prepared. Saturday I prepared. Mm-hmm. And I'm still preparing again. Mm-hmm. So then it felt like you are neglecting your family. Mm-hmm. And so it brings that kind of uh, attacks. But no, that was our first time experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And, and so from only her, by the grace From her God. point of view, mm-hmm. she learned that, okay, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. So next time, like, that's what I'm saying, we've grown. The next time, it's not going to bother her because she's like, oh, this is this come with the, the job. So the now she knows. Yeah. And so like we haven't experienced that because we learned from it. Mm-hmm. And what know? also happened is now that I had my fourth born, Pastor knew that the first three months is very, very crucial and stuff. And so I realized that this time he took an assertive approach. Like, listen, I'm going to make sure I'm up as much as I can be up and do it. And even that, that him saying that alone made me say no. You can sleep. I, I can do the nighttime stuff. Like That's what mommies are for and all that. And so it actually grew our marriage to mm. be even stronger. Mm. And so it's okay to bring somebody in if they are wise counsel. 
Mm-hmm. Again, if my mom, I'm telling you, the way I was feeling that day, if my mom would have said, yes, leave the house, this is unfair, I would have left the house and my marriage probably would have been in shambles. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be very careful with whom you tell, you know, things like that. Oh, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, this it's work. Mm-hmm. Marriages work every day. I mean, every we, and that's, no, there are things God will have to allow you to experience. And actually helped me because... Mm-hmm. From that time, I realized that God was giving me messages that I don't need, I don't need mm-hmm. to go seclude, seclude mm-hmm. myself to go and get. Mm-hmm. I can just be around. The grace factor. The, the, yeah, the grace increase mm-hmm. in my ministry where I wasn't much have to separate myself from the kids mm-hmm. in order for me to prepare. Mm-hmm. I could be around them and in my mind, I actually prepare. Mm-hmm. I, I know once I get the word, I know mm-hmm. I can go in. All I need is one word from the Lord that this is it. Mm-hmm. And then I can actually go and minister. So mm-hmm. the things begin to change. I, I begin to see my ministry differently. Mm-hmm. Before I know I need to sit down and, and really like go and study and type. And, and now because the circumstance of my house God was moving me in another dimension mm-hmm. where, okay, now from don't, you don't need to always sit down. Mm-hmm. I can still minister through you. Mm-hmm. Just, just get the word. And once I get it, I know I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it helped me to also develop as a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm not afraid to stand on any pulpit now because the Lord can give me a word instantly and I know Amen. that I don't need to go and prepare. Amen. For. And one of the things <laughs> I think pastor triggered me off was I'm like trying to get into like a whole conversation with him. And I think he fell asleep on me and I'm like, what? How do you, how do you fall asleep just like that on somebody? So pastor really triggered me that day. But one thing I wanted to add, which is a very good nugget for everyone is, um, the reason why he was able to call my mother and or even spiritual father, because I believe if he didn't get my mom, he would have called my spiritual father as well, too, is because when you are in marriage or when you are approaching marriage, one thing you have to do is make sure you identify to your spouse who you respect, who you regard. It's extremely important not to degrade them in front of your spouse. Because right now, imagine if I would have bashed my mom so much to him. He knew, one, then that I probably wouldn't consider my mom's advice. And two, he wouldn't have respect for my mom. And so even if my mom gave me advice or tried to talk to him to calm down or something, because I've already degraded her in Mm. front of him, it wouldn't happen. Same thing with my spiritual father. When he came into the situation, he knew how much I revered my spiritual father and um, my spiritual mom, his wife. And so what happened was, he actually spoke to them before he even told me that he wanted to marry me because I gave them that due respect. Same thing with his spiritual mother. I know how much he esteems her so much. Now, if he was to have ever told me something negative about her and or like talk down to her automatically, I'm like, I don't care what she has to say to you because you don't even respect her. And so it's very important that you make your parents or your covering very, very, um, what is the word? Respectable. Respect. Yeah, esteemed in front of your spouse so they know that this person I can go to if things go wrong or this person is the person that can check my wife or my husband if need be. Mm -hmm. It's extremely, extremely important. Many people end up talking bad about their mothers and fathers and then they get into a situation and there's no one there for you. You've allowed yourself to isolate yourself from any leadership 
that could possibly help you later on when troubles arise. So it's very important. Yeah, marriage yeah. is real. I mean, remember, the devil will always come for mm -hmm. it. And so you need to always be alert. Mm -hmm. And so these sometimes, sometimes it's good to have mm -hmm. somebody that you can at least mm -hmm. come in for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And even your mom didn't want to go mm -hmm. come in. Oh, she didn't mean... She didn't even come in. She's like, I don't want to be in this. No, she and so just when she called, inside. I don't know if she's, she's like, you better here. go, you better go to the church right now. And that was it. It wasn't no, even a sit down. Just takes yeah, so side. for her, she didn't want to make it a big deal. No, my mom just takes your side. <laughs> she don't care what I do. She just takes your side. Which is not cool, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Next question is. Pastor and First Lady, what kind of boundaries did you set up for your family members and friends to protect your marriage, especially at the beginning? What worked and what didn't work out for you? We moved to Connecticut. <laughs> Move far, far away. <laughs> that works. Pastor was like, peace out, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boundaries. Go? I mean, it, it's just a matter of you... Mm -hmm. Uh, that the respecting your spouse before your family mm -hmm. is the key. Mm -hmm. uh, let them know how you honor your mm -hmm. spouse. Yeah. When they see that, they will be careful mm -hmm. not to come in. Mm -hmm. But if you always go in there and always telling everything, mm -hmm. you always sharing everything mm -hmm. to them, it gives them that kind of uh, the right to be able to speak to your daughter, your husband or your wife, mm -hmm. it will be a disaster. So yeah. learn how to, you, you got to be a good example. The way you treat your spouse before mm -hmm. them will cause them to respect that mm -hmm. person and also will cause them to stay away from your marriage. Mm -hmm. You let them know that, yeah, my husband got it. Mm -hmm. You let them know my wife got it. Mm -hmm. So in that case, nobody else will step in. Mm -hmm. And also, if, uh, if let's say uh, the family member needs something and reach out to one of us. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to let them know that I have to go and, you know, I will... I will, I will Discuss with my spouse. Mm -hmm. Let them know that this, this is somebody's family here. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm not the same child that I was. Now mm -hmm. I have somebody that is responsible for me and I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. And this money that you want right now, it's mm -hmm. not just for me. Mm -hmm. Once you let them know that it's not my money, but it's our money, mm -hmm. it will let them, it, was, it, it will help to, it will bring some kind of respect into the family mm -hmm. where nobody can always just step in and just ask anything. Mm -hmm. Because once people begin to ask money, it always brings problems. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, it does. Um, although, I don't know why, that's, that's why money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. The love of money, by the way, not money itself. So money can lead into so many things. But you know, the way you, as a person, the way you communicate it, the way you let a person know, mm -hmm. you, you, you esteem the marriage, you, you make them know that, listen, I know, I know, I know uh, you, you are my this, but... I need to discuss my spouse first mm -hmm. and, you know, see what we can do to help. Mm -hmm. And once you start doing those things, it will bring some kind of respect to your spouse. Amen. Um, I'll also add, yeah, respecting your spouse in front of your family is extremely, extremely important. The same way you have to make sure you esteem, you know, some members of your family, some, to your spouse. Make sure you esteem your husband to your you know your family and vice versa one thing about pastor and i is we are always a united front and maybe that's what i should have said when someone asked about what makes us unique 
We are an extreme united front. In my family, when we go there, we're united. Um, when we are at his family's house, we are united. Um, my siblings can never talk to him anyhow. My mom respects him way too much to talk to him anyhow anyway. And the same thing for him. He stands up for me, and he does not allow anyone to talk to me. Like, you can't even tell me my hair's messed up in front of him. It's like, no, this is my wife. If her hair's crooked, let it be crooked. It's, I love it just that, like that. And, and that makes us fall in love even deeper with one another because now I know that you got my back. And you don't want to put your spouse in a position where, you know, you have a sibling and them at odds with one another. It just feels very complicated. So mm. if you start off with respect, it's extremely, extremely important. And for those of you who are married, if this is not happening, uh, maybe you need to have that conversation like wife you disrespect me a lot when you get to your family's house or husband, you disrespect me a lot when we get to your family's house. And maybe I want us to be more of a united front. Um, even in ministry, pastor and I, again, we learn from our predecessors, whoever has done it, any story we've heard, we've used it to make us ben more beneficial for our marriage. For example, mm. if even in ministry and I say ministry because that's what we're in, um, Sometimes you can you can have somebody say, oh, pastor, you preach better. You preach better. And so that can easily have something in me arise. Or somebody can come to me, first lady, I love when you preach. Those kind of things are passive-aggressive ways of dividing and conquering your spouse. And before you know it, you're, you're demasculating my husband in front of me by telling me I preach better. It's not a crime to tell me that I preach good. But once you put the better, that means you are trying to insinuate something. Same thing for even um, money. When someone tries to sow into his life, me and him both call like, hey, thank you for sowing into our lives because that's what you've done. The two are one. Same thing when we give out money. Um, whoever is wise enough will call and say, thank you, pastor and first lady, because chances are, well, 99.9% .9 of the time we both spoke about it and thought it was wise to release our money mm. to someone else. And so these little, little things that we learned ahead of time have caused to us to get very tight because people know that these people, they roll together. Mm. Um, again, in ministry, there's something where most people will say, you know, pastor, I'm telling you only don't tell nobody else. And he'll let you know, like, my wife is probably on the phone right now anyway, so you better make us know. And so what the system that we have even in church is most of the church members, for the most part, if it's an issue, they end up texting us both because they know we are a united front. Whereas most first ladies, they fall to the background because the pastor is the one who receives that information. Mm. And then most people tell them, oh, you can't tell nobody. And that includes your wife. You're separating a marriage when oh, you yeah. do that. Who am I supposed to tell? Who he's supposed to tell? Then I'm not a I'm not a receiver. <laughs> I don't receive yes. messages. And yes. Then you gotta yes. share it. We give yes. it. Yes. And yes. So that's why the marriage is there. I mean that I like that point that you mm -hmm. made because people are messy. You know, people can really come and mess mm -hmm. up your marriage. Mm -hmm. the, and then in the, are and real. the ministry too. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then they they make and then they bring in division for real. Mm -hmm. Oh, firstly, I like when you come. Mm -hmm. I like when you talk. Mm -hmm. And so all these things, mm -hmm. you are also sowing some seed mm -hmm. of discord mm -hmm. and then also you, you you try to make one head bigger than the other mm -hmm. so that right there needs to be you need to dead it mm -hmm. if so if you are the one doing it you're being confronted mm -hmm. 
No, and this is good in every area, even if you're not in ministry. If your sister comes by and she's like, listen, this is what happened. She better know that, yeah, my husband's going to hear about it. I won't tell anyone else, but when we are in bed and we're having pillow talk, my husband will know because I need to ask him for his advice. Mm. You know, you may not want to say it in front of him, but just know that I will go and tell him. Mm -hmm. Same thing. If if his brother comes around and he says something, he's like, I mean, everybody knows now that Pastor and I talk about literally every single thing together, like every single thing. You're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And that's what keeps us going. Because what happens is if you let him in on something and you tell him, no, now you're building an emotional connection with my husband. Ooh. And once you build that, that's how emotional affairs start to happen. And so most of the time, that's why pastors get into those kind of situations. Because they are the only ones that are asking you the hard questions, the tough questions. But if his wife was there, if his armor bearer was there, if there was another person there, you know that, okay, I didn't build it with just him. I built it with somebody else too. So it's not that deep. And some people are psychotic enough to think that just because you're asking them a bunch of questions, you like them, or that's just emotional stuff. Especially. I even got to a point now that even when my wife is not at church, yeah. and if I have any kind of emergency meeting, mm -hmm. you know I have people sitting there. Mm -hmm. Last time we had this a meeting, and I'm like, this person needs to sit here. He wanted to FaceTime. I'm like, no, babe. <laughs> even FaceTime is not secure. <laughs> it's not safe. Facts. Okay. You got to have somebody with you. Yes. You know, you have armor bearers, you have protocol is there. Somebody got to sit in mm -hmm. and that person need to be trusted about some, you got to have somebody with mm -hmm. you. You as a pastor cannot be counseling people by yourself. That is dangerous. Be that a is, united front yeah. in your marriage. Everywhere you go, just know it's us. Mm -hmm. Simple, simple. Yeah. Amen. That's why when it's his birthday, it's also my birthday. So you guys have to wish me a happy birthday <laughs> Next question is, when you meet your potential family, what are signs and red flags you look for so you can decide if this is a family to marry into or not? Mm. Jesus. Red flags. <laughs> yes. Um, I think you need to see that the father, if, it's a, if you're a guy going into a family, one of the first things to look at to see how the relationship between the, the person you are marrying and their father. Mm -hmm. Because that, that's the same relationship you end up having mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. If a woman don't know how to talk, mm -hmm. deal with men in her family, she will not be able to deal with you. And the one thing that I loved about you is that, honestly, I went into this marriage and I looked at everything. Mm -hmm. All right? For me. Affliction shall not happen a second time. <laughs> For me, there was so much comfort. You know mm -hmm. why? Because mom and dad stayed in marriage mm -hmm. until dad was, you know, called by God mm -hmm. to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And also, I saw the relationship that you have with your father, mm -hmm. which kind of helped me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she knows how to deal with men. Mm -hmm. She'll be able to deal with me. Mm -hmm. Number two. Mm -hmm. And so those dynamics was very, very important for mm -hmm. me. All right? Mm -hmm. And so when you go into a family, look at all those things. And, 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 and the way... The way the father is, check it very well. Because mm. you may, your husband may be the same way. Mm. The same thing, but the way the mother is, mm -hmm. check very well. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible said that you are your mother's daughter. Mm -hmm. If something don't change, that girl will be just like the mother. So Jesus. when you enter into a family, these are things you should be looking at. Look at the kind of relationship they have. 
look at the how the family dynamic is. Mm -hmm. uh, it will help you to decide to know that this is how yours is going to be. Yeah, it's very important to see how they relate to one another. Granted, there are many situations where you really can't even base a family off of somebody because they probably separated themselves spiritually, physically, financially already, but they're probably just customarily letting you allow, allowing you to meet their family. And so you have to be wise with that. You have to know when the red flags are real red flags versus when that you know that person has been removed and they just have to show you who their family is. Mm -hmm. um, and in many situations, like Pastor was saying, um, when you do look at the mother, you will know how she'll talk to you. When you look at the mother, you'll know if she's grateful, if your your wife will be grateful. Um, I remember a situation where um, one of the mothers that were, someone was getting married and their mother... Basically, the way she receives things is very monotone, flat. Like, she's not excited about life. It's just congrats type of thing. She's, you know. And so, as a result, um, the wife-to-be was the same way. She doesn't know how to receive stuff. Everything is very monotone, flat, this and that. And after a while, the guy was like, yeah, I can't deal with this. And, you know, just off of that one thing alone... He was like, she's not grateful. Mm. Again, men like gratitude. So if your mother wasn't grateful, you better start checking your attitude now. You better learn how to smile, have a high-pitched voice, learn how to hug him, be excited for whatever he does for you because it can be detrimental to your marriage. Yeah. Same thing with the, the fathers. If you know that the father doesn't know how to talk to the mother or treat the mother... Chances are he has the same thing inside of him mm. unless God has refined him and he knows better and he treats his mom with the utmost respect. And yeah. So those are things. Those to look are for. things to look, you know. Yeah. It's very, very important. And so the next question is Pastor and First Lady. Ooh, okay. We were not going to ask that question. I hear a lot of women say if the man fall, if the man loves you, he will accept you the way you are. But I feel like that phrase is often used as a blanket to cover up things that some ladies really need to work on before getting into a serious relationship and or marriage. Like getting your teeth whitened, waxing your private area, going to the gynecologist <laughs> to have all necessary checkups. What are some ways, in addition to reading the word and praying, are ways to prepare for marriage? Can you please give us scriptural scriptures, basically? So you asked about 10 questions in one here. Literally. Okay, so which one are we going to deal with first? I hear a lot of women say, if a man loves you, he will accept you. I think that's the blanket question that can be answered okay. with all of this. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think um, one of the things we got to learn about marriage is love is a choice. Mm -hmm. Love is not what you think love is. When you get married, you understand what I'm saying, right? Most of the time, you are talking about lust. If you... If, if the person is lustful towards you, mm -hmm. then he will overlook the things that he should be looking at. Mm -hmm. And then that person gets married to you, mm -hmm. and you give yourself three years, mm -hmm. a year, two. When that, that lustful feeling starts dropping, mm -hmm. then the real you starts showing up. Okay? Mm -hmm. And although he accepted you for who you are, mm -hmm. 
he will begin to now question some few things about you. And so this whole idea that if a man loves you, you accept who you are, and because you not because of that reason you are not going to change, will get you in trouble mm-hmm. at the end. It's not going to help you to last. There's a reason why people have to prepare themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a reason why preparation is there, because of longevity, mm-hmm. because 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 longevity in marriage, because like I said, there are bumps on the road. And if um, when you get into what is in you is what's gonna start showing, mm-hmm. all right. I always say the beauty is just temporal. When you get married, the real your real beauty starts showing more in the marriage. And, and so uh, you know if if the guy don't like few things about you, it will show up, and problems will come. Mm-hmm. And who knows how long he can stay with that problem. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people get divorced because the man didn't change or the woman never changed. They overlooked it because of lust. And once the lust or the, the honeymoon season passed, mm-hmm. guess what? The real self showed up and it was ugly and he didn't like it or she didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, he'll accept certain things that can't be changed. But the question is, would you accept certain things, especially if they can be changed? And let's say just superficially, if he got crooked teeth and he got insurance, why shouldn't he go fix his teeth? If he chooses not to fix his teeth and you know you can't take bad teeth, then you can't marry him, mm. correct? And so same thing with you. If you know that you have an attitude issue that can be fixed, then you should fix it. There's no such thing as he has to tolerate it or she has to tolerate anything. If it's fixable, fix it. Mm. Prepare towards it. Now, if it's something that cannot be fixed, then he says that this I can deal with. And those are those are far in between. There are certain things where, let me get a tangible example. Maybe if the person is highly you, emotional. Yes. Or or shy, because emotional sometimes it gets better with time. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta be willing to get better. Yeah, you gotta be willing to get yeah. better. But something like shy, if you know your spouse is shy. Those are one of the things that you say, I have to accept her as she is. And then when she comes into the relationship, well, the marriage, that's when you say, okay, I'm going to take you out and I want you to talk to two people. You help her get better. She can help you get better. Those are things that are acceptable, you can deal with. It's not such of a big deal. But if you know it's something like she's stingy, she's just downright stingy with money, then it's like, yo, if you can't change that, I can't deal with you. Mm. There are non-negotiables that you yourself, you should have. I knew my non-negotiable is if you don't know the Bible more than me. That cannot be every woman's story, though. Because chances are you don't even know the Bible. (laughs) You probably don't know the Bible. But I knew where I was. I knew that whoever I was with had to be on a much higher level than me. And I always say that if I didn't have a person who knew God personally and so strategically, I would be depressed in my marriage. Mm. And who knows what would happen to me? I know that for a fact. Mm. I knew I couldn't have a club goer as a husband. Mm. Those are my non-negotiables, mm-hmm. you know? And God's grace, he did me wonders. Mm. So we thank God for that. Yeah, I mean, that is needed, you know? Um, and so those things can be overlooked initially, but at the end, mm-hmm. it may not last. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is to make sure that you change them now mm-hmm. so that you can have long Mm-hmm. longevity in marriage, mm-hmm. all right? So mm-hmm. going back to preparation, 
I think that was the second question, right? Mm. One thing about men. One person can't get all these answers. So I want to just address that. <laughs> uh -huh. One thing about men. Mm -hmm. One of the needs of men, and I know we when we talked about, we didn't talk about the needs that much. One of the needs of a man is to to have a beautiful wife. They need that. I'm not saying because beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So I'm not saying the physical. Not the wig and the lips. But and a all woman that. who mm -hmm. keeps themselves herself. Mm -hmm. A man needs that. The reason why most of the time you see a man <laughs> going out and say, babe, you stay home. <laughs> I'll be back. It's because of the way the wife looks. I'm telling you the truth. And so your looks matter to a man. Mm -hmm. Remember, it was him that it was the looks that attracted him initially. Mm -hmm. So don't get married and now say that I got the man already, so I'm just going to relax. Mm -hmm. You should look good for him every single day. Mm -hmm. You should keep him on, on his toes every day. It's not like you don't get relaxed. Don't say, oh, 10 years, you haven't done your hair. You, you haven't been doing what you need to do and all that. Like, those things matter for a man. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, if you need money to go and do your hair, ask him. You have to give it to you. But I'm just saying, like, you got to keep yourself. When mm -hmm. he comes home from work, how do you look? Mm -hmm. Because, remember, there are many things he's seen. He's seen posters on the wall, mm -hmm. shapes and all that. When he gets home, what are you showing him? Mm -hmm. Right? Looking like Medea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you showing them? Yeah, it's true. You know, when you go to bed, what do you wear? All those things are very important. You wear sateen or do you wear Maybe flannel? Maybe he's a firefight firefighter. You <laughs> <laughs> are you in flannel all the time? Or do you have a entoma tied around your a cloth? Yeah, tied get some no. get some Guess, yeah, women that are married, for the married ones, mm -hmm. right? Guess, <laughs> not, not for you, Jacusco. You know Jacusco. For the married folks in the Just room. <laughs> Go buy some, 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 some tight shorts, especially if you live by yourself. If it's just you, you, you and your husband, all right, make sure that when he comes home, you're wearing something that is more attractive. Mm-hmm. Something mm -hmm. that will make him think that, wow, thank God I married you. Mm -hmm. Because for us, one of the, the second need for us really is sex. Mm -hmm. We like sex. Men love sex. And that is that. A non-negotiable. And so you may, you, may not, you, may, you may not know why, but only God knows why we love mm -hmm. sex. Mm -hmm. All right? And so anything to keep your husband's mind on you, yes. do it. Don't just say that I have him. And then I'm just going to be anything. No. Because appearance for a man is very important. Mm -hmm. When I'm going out and my wife is dressed very nice, beautifully, it's a glory to me. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, this is mine. You know what I mean? So I can, I can come on the screen with her. <laughs> I can come on the screen with her because she's beautiful. Yes. Now, if, I go, if, if she wasn't beautiful, most of the time you see me on live by myself. If I was fearfully made. But babe, babe, you go take care of the babies. I got this. Yeah. And that's what happened in most, mm -hmm. most marriages. So when the man is traveling, the woman is not there. That's why sometimes some of these don't travel their wives. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the man is going to church and say, you know what, I'm going to, come. I'm going to go, stay home. Yeah. And so there are things that you may think that, oh, you don't know why the man is doing it. It's because appearance is very important to men as well. Yes. And so make sure you are keeping yourself. Make sure you are looking, you're looking beautiful. And sexy for your husband, not for the world, but for, for your husband. Yes. And yes. the same thing for men, um, it's very important for you to 
have conversations with your wife since we're talking about needs. Yeah. Um, the number one thing a woman needs is security. If you do not give her security, you will not be respected mm. in your marriage. That's one. And that means financial security. That means physical security. So you need to get some muscles if you got a thick chick, okay? Mm. It's very important to make sure you Whoa, get it together. Say yeah. that again. You need to get some muscles if you got a thick chick. <laughs> <laughs> And so if you're married and you got a thick chick and she's not respecting you, maybe you need to go get some muscles, okay? So <laughs> Listen, we're going to the gym after this session. You're going downstairs to go and lift some weights. So what happens <laughs> is she needs security. Secondly, she also needs emotional touching, not sexual touching, which is very foreign to men. Extremely foreign to men. And when you, yeah, when you get married (laughs) or if you're in marriage, you'll understand the woman needs emotional touch. And that means grab me on my shoulder, give me a peck here. And a guy is like, oh, yeah, babe, I got to get it on right now. And so once you learn how to understand one another, you understand that emotional touching will get you sexual touch. But the funny thing is that those that are married understand what we're talking about. But those that are not married, they have no clue. They don't get it yet. So just take this and store this in your bank. Once you store it in your bank, the Holy Spirit will remind you. One day you'll remind you like, oh, this is what first thing you were talking about. Yes, yes. So, fellas, it's very, very important that you physically keep yourself as well, too, and learn how to converse with your wife. That those kind of conversations will get you your number one need, which is most likely sex. Well, re- respect and then sex. It's very, very important. And people don't talk about it. When we talk about sex, <laughs> it's always in a manner where people are sh- they shy away from it because they see it as lusty. But seeing the nakedness of your spouse is extremely important in marriage. Because if I cannot show you my body, I cannot show you my bank account. If I can't show you my bank account, I can't show you nothing else that I'm doing. Mm. And so once you start to not have sex in marriage, in marriage, then you are hiding yourself. That's when you want to cover yourself with a towel. You don't want him to see you. You don't want her to see you. And then you guys can't relate to one another as much. And you start hiding stuff physically. And that's one way the enemy does it. That's why you'll find that most married people will be like, oh, and he went to go sleep on the couch or I didn't sleep in the room. Don't ever let that happen in your house. Mm. If you're sleeping on the couch, I'm sleeping on there with you. We're not separating because once you separate, you've given space to the enemy. Mm. Okay? It's not all your kaba, kaba, kaba that will keep your marriage. You must know some practical, tactical things that are also in the Bible that will keep your marriage as mm. well, too. Mm. Amen. All right. Okay. Another question, and then I think we're going to stop because season two will be good. Um, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. It says, please, if you are a woman, is it necessary for you to have worked and lived on your own, be financially independent, to be considered ready for marriage? Hmm. I think yes. I think it's important. I think it's um, if you have the luxury of maybe your parents have a house and you can have the whole basement to yourself type of thing, even that you should be somewhat financially responsible. You should be still paying bills and stuff like that. Because though, yes, the man is the one that quote unquote is deemed as the one who's supposed to do that. This is where you become a help me. You need to know how to manage your finances. You need to make sure that you live on your own and you enjoy your own self. Mm. You, a lot of people are suffering in quarantine right now because they don't enjoy their own company. 
They don't enjoy their own company. They have not had time with God. They don't know how to have time with God. All these things are birthed when you live alone. Then you see the devices of the enemy. You know the temptations. You know a lot of people end up living by themselves and they fall into a lot of sexual perversion. Um, and as a result... When they get into marriage, they suffer. But once you know that, wow, when I'm by myself, this is what happens, actually what you can do is start praying. And I want to give you a little secret. If you are suffering from lust issues, if you have lust problems, the number one way that you can get rid of it is actually to open your mouth and speak about it. Mm. The devil does not like um, light. He likes darkness. And that is why he can always come and taunt you at night or when you're by yourself because he knows that you would be so embarrassed if somebody else saw you and you don't believe in the saving power of Jesus Christ. But the minute you open your mouth, anytime you're going through any type of depression, anxiety, open your mouth and actually say it. The devil does not like light. Once you can expose your truth, he can no longer have it over you because what he'll do now is he'll say that, wow, um, this is the only thing that I had over her. Once she does it, she won't go to church. Once he does it, he won't go to church. But once you can expose it, now you are being held accountable by whoever you exposed it to. Mm, mm. And so it's very, 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 I cannot stress that enough. Don't hide. Be authentic as possible. Like, listen, mom, I'm suffering with this. Dad, I'm suffering with this. Uh, spiritual father, this is my suffering. Spiritual mom, this is my suffering. Big sister, big brother, whoever you are, this is what I'm suffering with. Once you start to expose it, it has no power over you. So please make sure you expose these things. Amen. Amen. And also for a woman, from, from a woman perspective, um, if, if you are living with your father before you get married, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have to move and take care of yourself, like in America, most people are moving. They, maybe they went to college, they stayed by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that, if, if you don't have anywhere to go and you are paying your own bills, mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you live with your mother, father, in the normal sense, biblically, that mm -hmm. was most the case. Mm -hmm. Most of the women were married out of their father's house mm -hmm. because they were provided by their father. Because every, women should always be provided for. Mm -hmm. The nature of a woman mm -hmm. should always be provided for. Now, America has given us the rights. I mean, women can also do stuff, which is fine, mm -hmm. uh, because they go to school, they're able to get paid. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, women didn't work. and so But now, women work, so they're able to take care of themselves. And that's fine. But in the process of you taking care of yourself, don't become too independent. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Don't allow that spirit to rule you, because mm -hmm. you will struggle when you get married. All right? Mm -hmm. Still be that woman, a godly woman, understanding what you are called to be, mm -hmm. and so that when you get married, that not become that will not become a struggle for you. Mm -hmm. Because most women struggle mm -hmm. because they have allowed the spirit of independence to just mm -hmm. come upon them, mm -hmm. and although they are paying the bill, but they, they move in independent spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you are a man married, if you marry that kind of woman, you realize that she will not include you in anything. Mm -hmm. By the time you realize she has paid for the house that you are living in. Mm -hmm. She went and bought the bed that you're just sleeping on. So mm -hmm. you sleep on the bed and you have no confidence because the woman bought it. Mm -hmm. And she can kick you out at any time. <laughs> and she can say stuff like that. No, this is a serious thing. Us who counsel people a lot, 
that's what we're finding, that there are a lot of educated women who are actually abusing men with these kind of things. And so you got to be very, very careful. It's an abuse, not just hitting somebody as an abuse. Actually making them feel inferior to you and they're stuck with you, that is an abuse. Mm. And so you got to be careful, women, not to abuse men in that area because that's what's happening. And the minute if he walks out or if he goes to another woman or if he hits you, he's automatically wrong. And but he, there are things he, that you he, are doing to trigger him. And he ends up in jail. And he ends up in jail. Yeah. So. But you just demasculated yep. him. That's so a lot of women are yeah. going uh, are struggling in these yeah. areas, mm -hmm. and one of the things that you have to always know that mm -hmm. listen, I, this is what I, I was dealt with mm -hmm. to be able to live mm -hmm. by myself. I don't have anywhere to go. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have so many siblings; they are all in the mm -hmm. house. So I'm this way. I'm living mm -hmm. now, uh, but I'm still a woman. I'm mm -hmm. still a feminine. I'm mm -hmm. still. I, I can still submit. Mm -hmm. I can still humble myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow my job to mm -hmm. do to. Make me feel like I'm a boss. If I give a man, I'm going to submit to that mm -hmm. man. That should always be in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't think that way, the spirit of independence will just take over you. And, creep up and, you. and it will turn every guy off from you. Mm -hmm. And that is why most of the time, most successful women will struggle in a relationship because they don't know how to balance it. Mm -hmm. For many years, they, they've been in control. Mm -hmm. So when they get the man, they want to be in control. Mm -hmm. And no matter how poor the man is... When you, you cannot be that to a man. And this is my rule of thumb. If she's coming to your life and you don't see anything better changing in your life financially, emotionally, if you don't like people anymore because of her, like, you need to let her go. She's toxic to you. Mm. She's toxic to you. Toxic. And the same thing with women, too. If he comes into toxic. your life and you see your life depreciating, all of a sudden you're losing your job, you don't have any friends now, he's isolating you, leave him. That is toxic. That, that means she's carrying something else with her. Yeah. Or him. Or him. Yeah. Because most of the time, two, two should always be better mm -hmm. than one. So when you get into two and mm -hmm. it's not better mm -hmm. and it's actually the opposite way, mm -hmm. now we got to reassess. We really got to pray mm -hmm. and, and find out what is going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. All right? So marriage, and there are people that have given up on marriage, but marriage is supposed to add on to mm -hmm. you. Marriage is supposed to make you a millionaire. Mm -hmm. I always, I made more money married than when I was single. Shaba. Yeah. You understand, like <laughs> marriage. If if you are working yeah. a normal job, yeah, and you make a thousand, I make a thousand, mm -hmm. right? Automatically, we guess have, what? Yeah. Before I used to pay my own rent. Now mm -hmm. that you come on board, we are living in the same apartment. Mm -hmm. I pay the same rent, but now I have extra thousand to save. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming more richer. Yippers. So marriage should always add on to us. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't take from us, mm -hmm. all right? So if mm -hmm. marriage is taken from you, you need to go into prayer. That mm -hmm. is not the will of God. Amen. You need to go into prayer. That means the enemy is there somewhere, and we need to pray against that devil. Amen. How does ministry impact your relationship, and how do you balance ministry and life? Hmm. I think we talked about that with our, our story. Yeah. It impacts because the, the, the luxury of people who are not in ministry to be able to stay with their wives... And, 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 and when your wives are having, um, when you are having heavenly, I wasn't around because of ministry. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even there for my own daughter's birth. Mm -hmm. That was the only child that I wasn't there because mm -hmm. I was doing God's work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. And so you pay that price. There's a price to pay. Jesus mm -hmm. said that no, if you touch this, you can't take your hand off. If you, if you, if he calls you, it's not nobody, you are not worthy. Mm -hmm. All right. So if, if, if you have been called, it comes with a lot of sacrifices. It does. You got to sacrifice. Sometimes your family, you sacrifice your family time. Mm 
-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we are here and you know Friday is coming. And mm -hmm. right now it just it hit me like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. I'm like, man, then you as a pastor, it's like something come upon you. The Holy Ghost like, I need you. And your wife's just saying that I need you. My, mm -hmm. Your children are saying I need you. And so you realize that there's a battle going on. So ministry does affect a little bit. That is why if you're going to marry and, and you're a minister, you need to find somebody who understands the work. Mm -hmm. Else you will not make it. Mm -hmm. All right. But it's good to mention that the reason why you even took the assignment is because Heavenly wasn't supposed to be born that day because you would have never went. Oh, yeah. Heavenly um, came earlier than we thought. Yeah, she came earlier. And so in the same token, um, ministry and marriage, when we talk about that, and that'll be hopefully God will in season two as well, too. But one thing is... Um, our family is our first ministry. And so, again, because Pastor and I work in tandem together, most of the time what happens is he'll let me know, and I have to be understanding. That's where those who want to be, you know, the wife of a pastor, prophet, evangelist, all that, you have to have that understanding that there will be times when your husband is unavailable to you, even emotionally. But one thing he's never unavailable to me is spiritually. Mm -hmm. That one I can say. And the same thing for me, um, ministry-wise, because I am in ministry with him as a minister and not just as a first lady as well, too. I now have to learn how to balance, how to be, how to be a mom and how to also be a minister of the gospel. And so it's every day we're all learning. But one thing we always do is we have each other's best interests at heart. Mm. And we make sure that we don't miss special occasions. And if we're going to miss it, we're missing it together because we're both together. And if you don't have the luxury of traveling with your spouse because maybe you don't have anyone to take care of your kids or you are heavily pregnant or something or the kids have school or something... Um, one thing, again, that we've learned how to do is communicate the whole time through FaceTiming, texting, calling consistently, constantly, letting, and he lets us know, I'm missing you guys. Those, those kind of words of affirmation are very important when you're in ministry as well, too. Also, there are boundaries that we've set as well, too. Like he said, he doesn't take any meetings unless I'm there or I know of it, and then he assigns someone to be there with him. And if he does take a meeting by himself, it's never in a closed area. It's always outside, and anything that is too serious or whatever, he'll tell you, come home, my wife is there, and we can both talk about it together. Mm -hmm. And so we've developed those kind of things that have made our ministry work. And as a woman who is very fierce in the spirit, Again, I give all due respect to my husband. Many times people will call me with a situation. Yes, I can pray. Yes, I have the word of God. I know the scripture to tell you, but oftentimes I'll pass it to my husband out of reverence for him. He covers me. I hide under his grace. And I think that's where many women who are in ministry, that's where they get it wrong. Of course you can pray. That's why they called for you. But if my husband is there, I always pass the phone. And so sometimes people may say, oh, why didn't first lady say something? Or why didn't she text back? It's because I'm giving my husband that due respect. And most of the time, I am the driving force behind him texting you back. Because if it was up to him, he probably wouldn't text you back anyway. So many times... I am the driving force. And we have that, 
and and you know he never gets offended if I do end up praying for someone. He actually pushes me to minister more. He always wants me on the pulpit. He wants me to share word. He's like prophesy to them. I know you have a word. Yeah, he's very very aggressive in that area. But even that, I always make sure I reference my husband when I get on the pulpit. I acknowledge my husband. And so if you're in ministry and you're watching me, these are ways to be a woman who is fierce in the spirit and also keep your marriage. I always give my husband due respect in all ways and in all areas and at all times. Mm. It's very, very, very important for me, to, for him to know that I'm still respecting him. And so no matter what I know, what I don't know, I always respect him in that area. Mm. And so just because you are prophesying, preaching, casting out demons and all that, your husband is still the head of you. Mm -hmm. And again, women in ministry, I think that's a whole nother conference, a whole nother show within itself, because sometimes they get spiritual power mixed up with marital power and they end up nice and spiritually powerful, but cold because their husband left them. Mm. Mm. And that will never be my story. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Anyway. Yeah. So those are very important. I'm glad you were able to share that mm -hmm. because, because I know somebody sent us a message concerning mm -hmm. this and... Um, mm -hmm. And, and you may think that your husband is being jealous. He's mm -hmm. not being jealous. He's trying to take his position. Mm. But you are not allowing that. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like he's competing with you. Mm -hmm. And it will feel like he's shutting mm -hmm. you up. Mm -hmm. The reason why sometimes some men will not even allow their mm -hmm. wives to do it mm -hmm. because they feel like if they give you that chance, you, you will get out of character. Yeah. And I believe when, when we went to Pastor Benny Hinn, mm -hmm. he shared that with, her, mm -hmm. with us. The reason why he almost divorced. Mm -hmm. Because he positioned his wife into a place of leadership and it almost brought a disaster in his marriage. Mm -hmm. Because maybe the wife was not ready to, 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 be, to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And maybe she, the Bible said, when you put um, a, a novice, novice. Mm -hmm. a novice in a leadership position, pride will sneak in mm -hmm. and it will destroy him. Mm -hmm. So that right there. So maybe like those things, you know, think pain, being able to teach women how to, to operate even though you are in a place of, you know, doing ministry, how you should go back, I think that will go a very long way. And that would be another session. Maybe you can do one, do one maybe act of women or something. Yeah. To really teach women... How to be... Like, how to position themselves mm -hmm. so that it doesn't bring that kind of conflict mm -hmm. in their marriage. Because mm -hmm. anytime a man feels that his wife is stepping ahead of him, he'll begin to compete like a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the man will compete with you at any level. And so I know one thing that most people always tell I get it in my inboxes all the time. They say they admire the way I'm still soft when I'm around you. Mm. Because I understand I hide under his grace. Mm. Would you call me first lady if I wasn't married to a pastor? No. Mm. The reason why you call me first lady in the in the first place is because I'm married to a pastor mm. in the first place. We have a church. Other than that, you wouldn't call me that. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, very important. And I think one thing that really, really helped me as well too is an eight-hour um, car ride that I had with my <laughs> spiritual parents. My spiritual parents, both of them, um, husband and wife, I don't know if they cornered me on purpose or what they did, but it was about two weeks before I got married. And I was literally, I was going home to New York by myself. And they said, no, we want to take you home because we're already going there. Not knowing they wanted to drill in my head because he knows who I am. And he knows I'm extremely, I'm a lion by the grace of God in the spirit. 
And he told me, I will never forget, he said, sit here. They made me sit in the front passenger seat. And my spiritual mom sat behind me. And I felt like I was being trapped because I couldn't go nowhere for eight hours. Mm. And as they were driving, they were telling me, Leslie, as you're entering into marriage, you are under him. Um, when it comes to speaking, remember you're under him, you acknowledge him, you make sure he doesn't feel any type of competition. Like they drilled things in me to the point that by the time we got out and we ended up in the Bronx, pastor came and I was like, babe, I think I'm fainting or something because (laughs) I was so exhausted by the amount of information that they had given me, but they saw my end before I did. They knew where I was going and they knew my behavior too. So they had to make sure they fixed it before I got into marriage. Mm. Because it's very easy to say, I prophesy, I do this, I do that. And so when my husband's talking to me, no, I know better than you. Mm. No, 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 no. That was when the marriage. Yeah, it would have been, it would have, it would have gone left. (laughs) Exactly. It could have gone left extremely easily. And that's what most of the time happens. 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 And this is not to say that, oh, I can't talk or I can't pray when my husband's there or I don't give him revelation. Because I think some of the best preachings that he's preached because of my revelations low-key but we're not gonna say that too loud but you know we both share we share stories we share bible we share revelation i steal your revelations too i know <laughs> I, I steal them once I, in a while <laughs> I, I, I keep my mouth shut nowadays by the time I realized she has already shared it on, on my a, insta, insta story sermon. before i become a priest she already preached my message so now and that's is. much like Pastor. I usually have an Insta sermon for Monday, and he's on the pulpit, and I hear people, yes, preach, Pastor. And I'm like, gosh, oh, I knew I should have never said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it works for both of us. And so it doesn't mean that I can't speak in marriage. I have chosen the route of respecting my husband even in ministry. Mm, mm, Amen. Mm. It works. It works mm. because mm. B- because mm. you, ha- you understand Mm-hmm. The nature mm-hmm. of man, mm-hmm. the male. Mm-hmm. Once you understand it, mm-hmm. there's a reason why the Lord said, "Come mm-hmm. and submit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything, anything outside submission doesn't work. Yeah, simple. Yeah, you can say America say we should be equal. Yeah. you are equal, mm-hmm. but you also just your power, your equality is in your submission, mm-hmm. and that is where your influence is. Mm-hmm. Simple. There's power. That most of the time, if my wife gets very mm-hmm. quiet. Mm-hmm. It speaks more volume that she come in there and yelling at me. Like, that gets my attention more when she gets into a, a quietness. Like, oh, there's something wrong. Let's pray now, Lord. What is happening? Yeah, if I get rah-rah, Pastor actually sleeps on me. And Pastor actually goes into a deep sleep where he can snore within 2.5 seconds. <laughs> and he will clearly leave you and you... You arguing by yourself, so it actually makes no sense. Yeah, so your softness actually is where your power is. Yes. Last question. It says, Pastor and First Lady, what should a young single woman do when they have when they don't have prospects? Seriously. Yes, I often question whether I'm ugly or something. Mm. I don't get any DMs. (laughs) No sliding DMs. No one tried to talk to me. Shoot, I even get called. I even don't get called on the street. Not that I desire that. 
I downloaded Christian Mingle on Friday night, but then quickly deleted my profile the next day. I desire marriage, but how can I get there if there are absolutely no prospects? Actually, I can actually vibe with you on that because being in Buffalo, I was quarantined all my life, <laughs> like all my life. I remember sitting there one day thinking to myself, you know, I was going through my mind. I'm like, who have I talked to that could be a potential in my life? And every time I scanned my mind, I couldn't find anybody because either they were married or I didn't like them. Oh, he was married. So obviously he was the only prospect. But everybody else, it was like, no, I can never marry this person. And what I began to do, again, in addition to the preparation, I went on my knees. This is the answer that most people don't want to hear. But I truly went on my knees and I told God and I was like, God, if there's anything in me, anything around me that is stopping anyone from coming to me tonight, deliver me right here. And so I began to pray. And then I remember after that prayer, God began to release me. And then I remember he gave me a set of instructions. This was December of 2013. He said, I want you to write down what kind of a man you want. I know many people hear that and they'll probably hear this and go do the same thing. No, mine was by divine revelation. As I did that, he said that you want the perfect person. Now, are you the perfect person for the perfect person? Ooh. And so I began to, I'm telling you, I began to work on myself. And so if you see are how you? my body, yeah, I am. No, no, I'm asking them. <laughs> no, I am. I'm asking them. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so I began to even work on my weight. And if you see pictures, you see I was fine. Okay, because I began to run. I was doing my she, crunches. I, I, I personally think. Mm -hmm. right, I, think I, I think my thoughts count <laughs> in this whole situation. All right. I think you have actually, you have become like wine. Amen. You, you, you get better even as you are getting older. Amen. All right. Just so you know that. Pastors using emotional talks. <laughs> for later talks it's all strategy <laughs> it'll be called strategy <laughs> but shout out to you Pastor. so I began to think of myself what 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 am I missing spiritually I was doing well I started checking my finances and then I realized physically if I ever was to get a husband and he was to even try to touch my stomach I would feel uncomfortable and so I began working out and you think that may be something very superficial until you realize that sex is actually important in the marriage and most women don't want to have sex very important not. guys because they're not comfortable with their being. That's what you know. <laughs> As a result, if you're not comfortable with your being, everything you paid for, you prayed for, when you get it, you'll end up messing your marriage just because you didn't want to have simple sex. Yeah. And so I was whitening my teeth. Like I said, I really did start getting my hair. My hair was down my back. I mean, I was doing what I had to do. And so before I realized, I was no longer thinking about prospects. The prospects started coming in because they saw that I got myself together. I was happier. I was doing what I had to do. I was working in my field, doing what everything I had to do. And when the prospects started coming, I was like, oh, the devil has seen that my, my marriage is coming. And so he's bringing me a bunch of distractions and decoys. And so chances are, if you're feeling this way, 
It's because you are too occupied. You've become, marriage has become your idol again. We all think about it, but when it starts to really dig deep inside of you, that means that you are focusing too much on it. Mm, you mm. are focusing too much on it. Yeah. Time and chance really will happen to will you. Will happen. I had a group of friends. They all had boyfriends. You know, they were all doing stuff with their boyfriends. I was the only one that never had a boyfriend. And I remember Valentine's Day. I shared this story several times. They were all talking about they're going to buy this for their husband, their boyfriends and this. And I and one said they're going to buy shoes. I said, don't buy shoes for your husband because what I've heard is um, they'll walk out of your life. Not your husband, your boyfriend. And so they, she was like, oh, you'll, you are the last person I'm ever going to take advice from. Mm. As a result, I'm the only married one out of that whole clique now. Mm. And... The, the last shall become first. Exactly. Ooh. Why? Because I trusted in God. This is a cliche answer. I always hear people say, how can I do this besides reading the Bible and praying? You can't do it besides reading the Bible and praying. That is the only answer, really. Because the enemy will infiltrate your mind and say, look, quarantine, you don't have nobody to text. Look at you. Everyone is living their best life on Instagram. They're taking selfies together. Look at you. You're the only one. That is the work of the enemy. But once you have the word of God inside of you, that light coming out of you, the enemy has no foothold mm, over you. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you need to trust God. Mm -hmm. Because trust me, like her, her story should give you, give you some kind of hope. Mm -hmm that God is the one mm -hmm. that blesses people. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. David was in the back of the desert mm -hmm. and somewhere, no, 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 being a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And when, the, when, when someone came to, to anoint a king in his house, mm -hmm. they didn't even call him initially. Mm -hmm. So he may be like David, who nobody is caring about right mm -hmm. now. But if God has seen you, Mm -hmm. Wherever you are, they, ha they will have to call you. Mm -hmm. And so your time is coming. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is focus on the one that can make it happen, mm -hmm. which is God. So your heart should be towards God, seeking mm -hmm. him first. Mm -hmm. And when God sees that you are qualified, you you he will he will find you you bring your spouse to you. Amen. And if there's some spiritual warfare, this is the time to fight it. Mm -hmm. If you feel like the enemy is resisting your spouse from coming to you, this is the actual time to fight. Because when else can you fight? But sometimes so, it is very yeah. demonic. That you know it, it, that means it, that means that there's a spiritual marriage mm -hmm. that is already present, mm -hmm. and that spirit will not allow anyone mm -hmm. to approach you. Mm -hmm. And so you go into prayer, especially if you haven't be having dreams, also mm -hmm. having sex in your dreams. Mm -hmm. This is a time that you know that's that is a sign that you have a spiritual mm -hmm. ma marriage, and you need to pray. Those spirits that are having sex with you in the, mm -hmm. in the dream. They will fight every physical husband that will come or physical wife that will come. And so you need to now start praying. Mm -hmm. Deal with those things. Mm -hmm. Bind those things. Attack those things mm -hmm. in prayer. And by doing that, you'll be breaking off every kind of whatever they have done to you that, you know, repel men and doesn't, men, doesn't allow men to see, see you as even a woman. Yeah. And so that you, will help. You know, I realized, believe it or not, I was actually under attack with my marriage. And that was the year. So 2009, I was praying with my friend and the Lord told me that I would fight. I would be in battle up until 2015. See, this is the joy of actually hearing from the Lord. He told me I would be fighting. So I knew that I was going to be fighting some type of battles, getting things together from 2009 all the way to 2015. And I remember 2013, that was the year I thought to myself, when I finally started 
talking about marriage. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll get married this year. I said it just casually. And that was the year my dad actually died. And I didn't think about it being an attack until the day that they put him on the floor. And the minute the casket hit the floor, I, I still remember the thump. And the Lord said that you are under attack. Your mm. marriage is under attack. The devil is alive. Yes. And so when I heard that thump and I heard it, I went into I went into prayer mode. I became a beast of prayer. That's why I didn't have time. It's amazing you saying that because yeah. that that timetable yeah. is very important to me too. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. was happening in my life yeah. at that time. Yeah. It was the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So that we if, together now. If God will say that your marriage was attacked, that means somebody was trying to take what belongs to you. Yes. All these years. Let me tell Jesus. you, I will never forget that. The minute the casket hit the floor, I just heard from the Lord, your marriage is under attack. It was under attack, baby. Yes, I know. And so I really started praying. <laughs> and so I'm telling you, I, I got smaller off of fasting. I would fast my butt off and I'm fighting every type of battle. And so when you see me enjoying my marriage, just celebrate with me, okay? Because it was under attack. Somebody was trying to take yes. the, your food out yes. of your mouth. Bro, you? that's what I'm saying. Like some People are stealing people's husbands yeah. and wives. So wherever this tomorrow we are praying those prayers. Yeah. Wherever your ordained yeah. husband is, yeah. where, whoever has captured them, they yeah. must release that person. Release them. Let me tell you, I was in 663 <laughs> Grant Street, Buffalo, New York, praying that Lord, I break, 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 break. I said, whatever, whoever, wherever. I was praying. I said, Lord, make sure they don't even have a child with my husband if. That's the case. As a result. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious these things are serious and dangerous so you don't know and some of you guys are busy sitting there talking about oh I'm wondering you better start fighting fight for your life fight for your life if I've never been serious on this life I'm telling you fight decoys. for your life those are decoys those, hmm. those are demonic decoys they want to come and bring somebody to just divert yes. the plan of God and Mom, do you know my father got buried on my birthday so I was really under attack. Mm. A day I'm supposed to be celebrating, they didn't even check the calendar mm. in Ghana, mm. and it was my birthday. Mm. And so mm. I ended up burying mm. him. I heard the thump. The Lord said, you are under attack, mm. especially in your marriage. I was like, oh, say no more. So that end of the year, and that end of the year, that December 2013, my father died May 2013. That December 2013 is when I really, really, really heard from the Lord, and he told me right Write down everything you want in a man. And I remember I said I wanted an athletic man, preferably basketball. Not even thinking past that, not even having him in my mind. I said I wanted somebody who was in business. I didn't want a man in health. I didn't want anything else. I wanted a man specifically in the business sector. I wanted a man who who loved my siblings the way my father loved my mother's siblings. I was very, very specific. <laughs> I wrote about 17 to 21 things, and I began to fight. And one day, God woke me up, and he said, pray for this man. And so I called my friend, and I said, God wants me to pray for him. And she's like, maybe when you pray for him, he will release you. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. That was yours, you were releasing. Yeah, so I started praying with the intention that my own is being released. And when I did that, not knowing that I was preserving my own. 
And so let's say you guys got to get spiritual. These things are all fun and nice. You get advice and all that. But if your spiritual life is out of whack, you're not getting married to no woman. You're going to get a decoy after decoy after decoy. You will be in lust issues. You will not have a man. You will not have a husband. And if you are currently married and you are experiencing some certain things, guess what? You are under attack. The enemy wants to take your marriage away from you. And you better arise. Stop sleeping so much at midnight as a woman and get on your knees and, when and your feet touch the floor the enemy must know that this girl is awake and mm, she's coming to bother me yes yes and also if you're a man listen mm-hmm. uh, because i went through you know because all these attacks were talking mm-hmm. about me also i mm-hmm. my life was under attack mm-hmm. because the enemy was also setting me mm-hmm. up and this is how it happened mm-hmm. anytime before you get married and you're mm-hmm. having too many options mm-hmm. you are in danger i knew i was in danger like if you <laughs> if you got too many options around you mm-hmm. that everybody is everybody wants you mm-hmm. take time to pray mm-hmm. because what the enemy is was wants to do is he wants to present you with a decoy mm-hmm. you think you're cute when the enemy's really doing yeah. you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you 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 need to really pray mm-hmm. and deal with those things don't make a decision mm-hmm. anytime there's mm-hmm. so many choices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your eyes should be single says it must be single but if it's too much looking everywhere mm-hmm. And you have too many prospects. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous place. If you make a decision, you make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And so you need to now step back and really go into prayer. Wait until the Lord give you a green light. Or until the Lord settle all these things around you. Mm-hmm. Because all those people that like you and all that, they, they are demonic. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to confuse you. Mm-hmm. So that he can present to you something that can destroy you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, around that time... It was when I was going through my stuff. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. We never even talked about yeah. this timeline before. Yeah, I was going through that attack. So then, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not careful, somebody's taking what belongs to you from you. Mm-hmm. But I was fighting in the spirit, and I didn't yeah. even know what I was fighting for. And the prayer fighting. works. Mm-hmm. Prayer works. So tomorrow we are praying. Yeah. We're dealing with decoys. We're dealing with people who mm-hmm. have been hijacked. Mm-hmm. It, it, there are men that have been hijacked. You ask, there are many women looking for marriage, mm-hmm. but there's no men coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and then some of these good men are married to people that they should not be married mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And you have godly women seeking mm-hmm. them and they can't find them. Mm-hmm. We pray tomorrow, wherever these good men are, they mm-hmm. must be released mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And, and I release man. your good man to you. Mm-hmm. If you are watching me, may the Lord release your husband in Jesus' name. If you're a husband, if you're a man and you've been hijacked, we break that spirit from you. We command, you. we command your release Amen. right now. May your eyes now open to see in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your unconditional release. Mm. And if you are married as well too, we stand in agreement with you and whatever is happening in your marriage, whatever demon has come and taken a foothold today, by the authority that is in our mouths, may the Lord Jesus Christ come and lift up a standard in your home. Jesus. May because of this life, may something break in your home in the name of Jesus. Whatever spirit is taking fruition in your home, in your heart right now, as we speak, may the Lord come and take precedence over you right now in in the name of Jesus. May you have an encounter with him. If it's your husband, may he have an encounter with him. Encounter. If it's your wife, may she have an encounter with him Mm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And also one thing I want to address for the men. Uh, if you marry a strong woman, you need to be stronger. Mm-hmm. That's very important. All right. I know she's coming to submit, but you got to give her a reason to submit. Mm-hmm. And you need to be confident in yourself so that mm-hmm. you don't compete. Mm-hmm. All right. So preparation for you is very important. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in the word of God 
whether it's in you going to the gym so that you can have personal self-confidence. Mm -hmm. Because, man, I know when we hit the gym, we come, we mm -hmm. feel like we feel good about ourselves. And that is needed, especially for women, mm -hmm. to see a man who is confident. Not a man who doesn't have any confidence. Mm -hmm. It's unattractive to find a man who is not confident. And so you, anything, if, whether it's your education, mm -hmm. making sure that you, you're advancing in your education mm -hmm. to feel a sense of confidence, that is mm -hmm. needed. Mm -hmm. So that when a woman comes, you will feel confident by yourself mm -hmm. not to compete with her. Mm -hmm. You will actually know what you carry so that you don't have to worry about what mm -hmm. she's carrying to go and fight her mm -hmm. and, and shut her up. Because men tend to do that. Mm -hmm. When they are not confident about themselves, then they're going to put the woman down. Mm -hmm. that, is not, that is not good. It's, it's going to actually delay the destiny mm -hmm. that the Lord has called mm -hmm. you to, to have. And, and it's going to bring chaos in your family. And the woman will never be happy. And so men, we, that, is, that comes with responsibility. We need to take that responsibility that when the woman comes in our lives, we, we some way, somehow can give her a reason to submit mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. It's not automatic. You gotta create an, you gotta make sure that you are in a position where the woman feel like I have a leader in this person. Are you worth submitting yeah. to? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. be a leader, be be confident. Let her know that yes, you 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 have it. Mm -hmm. So that way she will easily submit to you. Mm -hmm. You know? You see, spiritually, if I'm six foot tall in the spirit, right? And he's also six foot tall in the spirit, what am I bending to? I don't have anything to bend under. So if I'm six foot tall in the spirit, he has to be at least 12 feet tall mm. in order for me to go under him. Mm. And so sometimes men get intimidated because they don't stand taller. Mm. And it's not a matter of her being disrespectful. It's just a matter of you not doing what you have mm. to do. I know for a fact that it was very, very important for me to have somebody who knew more in the Bible than I did. Not money, because... I'm a cash cow. I can make you money anytime. She's a cash cow. Yeah. I'm cash, madame, too. Okay, Mary? <laughs> but it is very easy for women to make money. We are innate hustlers as well, too. So I knew that it wasn't about the money. I mean, having money is nice. But it was about the spiritual things. And actually, the Lord told me in prayer, if you don't marry somebody that knows God more than you, you will end up suicidal and die. Mm. That's why I took it so seriously. Wow. Because I knew, I knew the way I love God so much, if any man would have come and suppressed me by even saying, let's go out to eat instead of let's go to church or let's fly around the world and be millionaires instead of actually holding my hands to pray with me, I would have been depressed. That's, mm. I love God too much for you to suppress God yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. It's that deep for yeah. me. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, you know, marriage should not be rushed. Mm -hmm. He must do your due diligence, mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. like she said, you you can commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Marriage. Yeah. I know you want to yeah. marry. Some people want to marry, mm -hmm. but there are people that are begging to get out of marriage right now. How many now. people call us like, "I'm ready to die. I don't want to be in this thing anymore." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah. While we enjoying ours, you ready to die? No. Don't rush into nothing. Yes. And if you are in it and you feel this way, may the Lord deliver you tonight. I'm telling you, may you have deliverance through this talk tonight. In the name of Jesus. And may you know what you have to do because chances are you're not also doing what you have to do either as a husband or as a wife. Really mount up and pray. Get in, into the bathroom if you don't have an extra room. Start praying. Say that, Lord, deliver us in this marriage. Mm. 
There's work, and you gotta consistently mm -hmm. pray for your mm -hmm. marriage. It's needed mm -hmm. uh, because the enemy is consistently coming mm -hmm. for the marriage, mm -hmm. and so you gotta always be standing in prayer. Mm -hmm. Pray, pray, cancel the plans of the enemy concerning mm -hmm. your marriage, concerning your husband and your wife. It's mm -hmm. very important. Your children, mm -hmm. you as a man need to take that priesthood mm -hmm. responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if, if if you can gather the family to pray at night, fine. If not, you get up and pray for your mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. You have that responsibility. Always make sure you are praying and covering your family as a man. Mm -hmm. It's your priesthood duty. The mm -hmm. Lord have called you to be the priest of the house. That means you are responsible to mm -hmm. intercede mm -hmm. on behalf of the family. That means your voice have a lot of uh, power in the spirit. Mm -hmm. That God hears your voice for your family. Mm -hmm. Because he has ordained you as the priest mm -hmm. of the house. So when you speak, God hears it. Mm -hmm. And so let's start praying more for our families, men. Uh, nowadays, we have left that priesthood assignment for the woman. It shouldn't be. May we now begin to take that place and begin to stand in the gap and Amen. pray for our wives Amen. and also our children. Amen. It will go a very long way. Amen. All right? Amen. Amen. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. Season one is officially over. Hope you enjoyed. God willing, season two. We will release the date soon. It's going to be good. And if you guys have any topics, um, it doesn't only have to be about love and marriage, but, you know, generational topics, biblical topics. Um, we're going to start producing a lot more content on live as well, too. We're going to make sure that we are bridging the gap for this generation into Christianity. Um, we did this for several reasons. It's to make sure we're stopping generational um, divorces that happen because of generational curses in marriages. Um, we're doing it for the kids who are in bad homes, who now by the grace of God, because their parents have an understanding, they will be able to be, uh, they will able, to, uh, they will be able to get raised in a home with a mother and father, father. all because of this. Yes. We got so many emails where Women are talking about how their husbands are watching with them for the first time and deliverance is happening in their home. And so this is why we do it. And so please make sure if you want to partner with us, you can always um, email info at kftchurch.com. Uh, we're doing this because it's our kingdom mandate to do it. Yeah. We're called for such a time as this. And also for the men. Mm -hmm. I think this is a time. Uh, we need to get more men involved mm -hmm. in these kind of teachings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I pray that, you know, we will start getting our brothers involved, mm -hmm. younger brothers. Let them start learning these things. Mm -hmm. Because what the world has for us is disaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, mm -hmm. it, the reason why we are suffering because mm -hmm. of what it is in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if you can get these kind of teachings before you get married as a man, I think it will help. Amen. It will, it will help you so much. So, Share these to you know your brothers, your boyfriends, to, and your husbands to be. Mm -hmm. Let them sit sit down with them, and then let go back to the. It will be on YouTube. Enjoy so, it. Somebody said they're not getting married until their boyfriend watches all of these. Yeah. Episodes. <laughs> it, it'll be a blessing. I mean, some of these things, if if you if you get if you get it before you get into it, it helps. Mm -hmm. It helps. So um, let's learn. Knowledge is power. The Bible says, "For lack of knowledge, my people perish." Mm -hmm. So let's get more knowledge. Let's read more books. Let's mm -hmm. get into more more of these things, mm -hmm. and you will see a change. We will raise a generation who understand marriage, mm -hmm. a generation who love, and the children will grow up in such a families, and it will be a blessing. Yes. All right. So we have a responsibility to 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 make the world.
or a better place for us. Amen. Amen. And our children. Amen. And so God bless everyone that joined in. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And um, um, we hope you guys enjoyed. Again, if you have any topics um, that you guys want us to address, not only love anything, we're going to have more of that as well. We're going to have guests on here. We're going to do it big for, for the kingdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it big. All right. Okay? We set out to do God's work and we're going to do it right. Whatever way we got to expand, we will in the name of Jesus. Amen. And tomorrow is fire night. All right. Tomorrow we firing. Yes, Lord. Uh, we're dealing with the forces behind marriages. Mm -hmm. Come and pray for your marriage. I don't know what is happening in your marriages, but prayer can solve it tomorrow. Or lack thereof. All right. Mm -hmm. Prayer can bring answers to your to to fix your your marriage. So make sure tomorrow you don't miss it. Oh, we made three thousand on on YouTube. Yeah, three, 3 thousand followers. Yes, on YouTube. Glory be to God. Woo woo. <laughs> All right. Share, make sure you on Facebook. Go on YouTube. And subscribe yes. to our church page. Yes. Amen. God bless you all. And so tomorrow we're going to fire. Yes. All right. We're going to fire. Yes. So if you enjoyed this, make sure you email um, info at KFT Church for any topics. Um, if you would like to advertise any products that you have as well, you can email info um, at KFT Church. If you would like to sponsor the program in any way, uh, info at kftchurch.com. Make sure you're sharing this. Make sure you go back and rewatch these things and take notes and use them as prayer points as well, all the episodes. And may God bless you. Amen. God bless everyone. And see you tomorrow for the prayers. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. Shop. All right, 8 p.m. Come back the same place. Yes. All right, Facebook, Instagram, or Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Amen. We'll be there. All right, God bless everyone. God bless you too. And may the Lord preserve everyone. Amen. Preserve your marriages. Amen. And may the Lord open door for you to marry Amen. in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. May Jehovah touch everyone here. Amen. I pray that every marriage that is represented here Amen. will be touched. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord. We come against every retaliation from the camp of the enemy. Mm. We pray for divine covering and protection mm. upon us and our children. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name and upon every family that is represented, may the Lord protect us all. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Also, 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 the Day of Pentecost program. We are having uh, a program for the Day of Pentecost. That's 50 days after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so you will hear more about that. Stay tuned. We'll be doing the Book of Acts as well, too. We'll go through the whole Book of Acts together. I think it'll be fun. We'll request that you read ahead of time, and we'll all talk about it. So I think it's going to be really good, too, so. See you later. All right. God Ciao. bless you all. God bless you tomorrow. Okay, God. TV. Shout out to the media team. Love and Marriage presented by Pastor Dominic and Lady Leslie Osei. A series that empowers both singles and married to fulfill God's design and purpose for their marriage. We hope that it has been a blessing to you. It is your love, support, and partnership that makes the gospel spread worldwide. We look forward to seeing you on our next show. For more information, contact us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Periscope at Kingdom Full Tabernacle or email us at info at kftchurch.com. Blessings!